Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen, and I'm the Dungeon Master of this ragtag group of heroes and adventurers. Hi, everybody. I'm Claire. I'm playing Mira, who's a dragonborn sorcerer, half-red dragon, half-silver dragon. Uh, originally, was a bit of a politician, and now has joined the adventuring life probably to a greater extent than she ever expected. Hey everyone, I'm Michael, I'm playing Lockie Hobbs, Warforged Artificer. Uh, originally was part of a flying castle, but I've since left and resumed an adventure with my mouth uh, Cool. Um, hey guys, I'm Jared and I play the character of Jin. He is a level 6 lore bard and a level 2 hexblade warlock. Uh, I'm currently an associate and ally of the Tempest Guild and I am helping them in their goal of stopping the Queen of Dragons, Tiamat. Hello, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Sharma, the Yuan T. Sorlock, um, who is traveling with the Tempest Adventuring Guild, trying to find the other half of her soul, who is hiding somewhere away, far from reach. Hi guys, I'm Matt, uh, playing Yevon, the uh, sneaky wood elf ranger and rogue, who, after a tragic uh, incident in the jungle with his previous expedition, has now joined up with this lovely ragtag group of adventurers and is uh, looking to see what happens next. Hello! Hello, everyone. Hello, hey. hello. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the final episode of Tyranny of Dragons. This is the very last episode of this campaign. Um, when we say goodbye tonight, that will be the closing chapter on the 105 episode long epic that is our Tyranny of Dragons campaign. It has been an incredible journey. The Tyranny of Dragons campaign is what started the Lost Archives. Um, it's what launched this channel. It was the entire reason for this channel existing. And now that we've grown into all these other areas um, and Tyranny of Dragons has reached its conclusion, it's time to say goodbye to this campaign. But as all of you regular regular listeners will know, it's not the end for this cast or for their characters. Because in this world, the world of Nostea, the homebrew world that I've created for our campaigns, the characters will live on and continue existing in this world. So part of the purpose of tonight's episode is to get a bit of an understanding about the future of these characters, where they might go, what their goals might be now that they have finished dealing with the cult of Tiamat. Um, because these characters will still be existing in this world. And when the cast return with me for our next campaign, the uh, Return of the Giants, they will be playing all new characters. But all of the characters that you've got to know and love, hopefully, during this uh, during this campaign will still be there in the world. And you will still see them doing things in the background. There's still a little bit of Tyranny of Dragons left, however. We ended last session with the defeat of, uh, of a certain god but there's still a little bit more to explore there, which we will do so in great detail in the next few uh, <laughs> next few minutes. Before we launch into the recap and launch into the episode, um, there will be no episodes of any D&D or Avatar Legends next week. Um, I am away for the whole week, and unfortunately I won't be back until the following Monday, from, from Monday to Monday, so there won't be any sessions at all during that time. Um, I've got some shorts that I've edited down that'll be popping up on YouTube. So if you want to check them out, you're more than welcome to. Um, and I've also got a behind the scenes episode, which was some footage we recorded way back, I think right after episode three, 
um, or episode four that I have, and I've I've kept this whole time waiting for like an opportunity. I'm gonna have a look through it tomorrow and edit it down. Uh, if if there's stuff there that's usable, it'll be up on the YouTube's as well as a little behind the scenes for our journey getting to this point. Um, the other big thing that's going to be coming is the wiki is going to be updated with the full plot. Now that we have reached the end of the campaign, the wiki is going to get a full update and everything will be there linked and with all summaries in place. Character summaries as well. Uh, you will also have access to all of the homebrew rules that I've been using. Sorry, most of the homebrew rules that I've been using. There's a couple like my carousing table, I'm still keeping to myself for the moment because I can't have the players <laughs> see it. Um, but all of the homebrew rules are also up on the wiki as well. You'll see a link to that uh, in the description below if you're watching this on uh, YouTube or if you're listening to this on a podcast, the link is there. Otherwise, if you're hanging out, hanging out with us on Twitch, the link will pop up in a minute thanks to Nightbot, who's uh, who's always got my back. Um, actually, I can probably I can probably ask Nightbot to do this if I do. Exclamation mark wiki. I reckon. That's yeah, there we Nightbot, go. Guys. Thank you, Nightbot. Nightbot, Nightbot's the unsung hero of this uh, <laughs> of this channel. Nightbot's always got our backs. Um, but yeah, praise so praise the AI overlords. Yeah, praise praise the AI overlords indeed. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do the recap, jump right back into the campaign, and then once we have finished role playing out the end of the story, uh, we're going to have a bit of a chance to look at what I call alternate futures, which is where we discuss some of the big questions that some of you have had. And some of the players as well have had, what if I had chosen this pathway instead? <laughs> and there's a number of those questions I'm very, very happy to answer as part of this. It's not going to ruin or, or change or alter future storylines. There's a couple of questions that I can't because those questions aren't resolved yet. But for a number of the possible futures, we can actually talk through what might have happened if certain events had played out just a little bit differently. Uh, and also break down and go through some of the big talking points of the campaign. Um, things where we really deviated from Tyranny of Dragons. Uh, spoiler alert, most of it. <laughs> so um, there's going to be lots of that as well. But for the moment, I think I've done enough talking about what we're going to actually be doing tonight. Let me do a recap and we will jump right back in exactly where we left off last session. The journey of the Tempest Adventuring Guild, a group of mercenaries, explorers, and adventurers has led them across the lands of Nostea. For over three months, they have worked to disrupt the actions of a dangerous cult, seeking to release an ancient betrayer god, Tiamat, from her prison in the Nine Hells. After arriving in the broken city of Palin, the group faced off against dragons loyal to the cult. But just when things looked darkest, a group of other dragons led by Elia and accompanied by many of the friends and allies of the guild swooped in to engage the cult giving the group a chance to head down to the Well of Dragons and attempt to disrupt the ritual. Arriving below, the group found a number of the portals had already been opened. Severin, leader of the cult, attempted to take the group out of action quickly with some strange magical sleep effect, but this was quickly overcome by the party and battle commenced. As the small portals began to open, allowing the five chromatic heads of Tiamat to begin to enter this realm, the group went on the offensive. One by one, the portals were closed, slowly weakening the central barrier and disrupting the summoning of Tiamat. Faced with imminent defeat, Severin combined the remaining dragon masks and took on a draconic form. But this proved a fatal error, as Yerveth, who still possessed two arrows of dragon slaying, fired them into <laughs> Severin's chest, dealing a ridiculous amount of damage. With Severin somewhat distracted by this, Loki used the opportunity to attempt to hijack the ritual to bring the giants back instead of Tiamat. Activating his core using lightning damage that he dealt to himself, 
Loki succeeded in creating a portal out of his own components, stripping him of his giant forge powers in the process. As the giant portal that Loki constructed began to power up, siphoning energy from the ritual, the rend in space leading to the Nine Hells was just starting to close. However, Tiamat, god of tyranny, goddess of tyranny, I should say, leader and queen of the chromatic dragons, had other ideas. Using her powers to hold the portal open, she projected a version of herself, an aspect of her power that took her form and took her place as the main portal closed, trapping her true body in the Nine Hells. This aspect of Tiamat proved a dangerous foe, but not an insurmountable one. With Loki's giant portal allowing access to the astral space where the giants have been trapped for a very long time, King Bjorn, leader of the giants, sacrificed his own life force to keep Tiamat's power sealed, allowing the party to engage and eventually defeat this seemingly impossible foe. We left off last session as the aspect of Tiamat, its powers now depleted through the combination of Bjorn's own life essence and magic and the party's unerring and unwavering conviction to finish this fight. The party stand before the now empty chamber. The aspect's power broken, its spirit dissolving into nothingness before being pulled into the amulet of elements that Mira wears around her neck, now containing fragment of Tiamat's true power. Yes. Ooh, that's wow. juicy. A little, little bit of a spoiler for the players. Uh, they hadn't realized that this wasn't actually Tiamat that they had fought. It was an aspect of Tiamat, no. not, not the true god herself, no. Uh. When the portal had been disrupted, that was it. She could no longer force her way through. But what she mm. could do was push a fragment of her power, just enough to squeeze through the gap and force it into this realm to try and then reopen the portal. Loki, I am happy to reveal, because we're doing this as a bit of a behind the scenes as well as an actual session, your opening of the giant portal, combined with the significant damage that Severin took, breaking his concentration on maintaining this, had already doomed Tiamat. At that point, when the giant portal had been open and Yerveth, you had dealt that damage to Severin and he'd failed his two concentration checks in a row, because of, because wow. he couldn't physically pass them with the amount of damage you dealt him. Um, yeah. That at that point, there was no way that Tiamat could enter Nostea. Yes. Damn. So, as we jump back in, still a bitch all of you. What was that? Sorry, Kai. She was still a bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was. Yeah. She. Um, well, she. She. she at, the, at that point, the only I shouldn't say there was no way for her to enter with that through that portal. What. Her, her plan at that point was to get an aspect of her power through, kill you, and then try and retake the giant portal and force it to open into the Nine Hells instead. Mm. That was yeah. the only pathway left available to her at that point. Um, we jump yeah. back in. Mira, the amulet around your neck feels warm and heavy. You can feel the weight of it, and that connection that you'd felt to Tiamat before, the connection that you severed and broke... You can feel almost like a thread of that connection drawing you to the amulet because the amulet is a magic item that you are attuned to. 
Yeah. And now that it contains an element of Tiamat's power, you can feel that power there. But there's a very important and distinct difference. The will, the mind of Tiamat that is bound to this power is not bound to your amulet anymore. And this power that you can feel inside the amulet is separated from her will, is separated from her desires, from her goals, from her personality. And you can feel it swirling like a vortex in the center of these five gemstones. The rest of you sort of, I say at this stage, probably stands in a little bit of shock. Having watched this this god, as far as your characters are aware, break apart and dissolve into nothingness, motes of light falling off her as she dissolves, plunging the cavern into a, a, a dim, dark light, the torches around the upper sections providing only a feeble light by which to see. And you can see in the center of the room, underneath the giant flickering portal, probably providing the most light to the room is the spinning portal of, uh, of Loki's components. This blue light shining through it. You can see underneath the portal, hunched over this massive giant form. Long white beard braided beautifully, wearing this very elegant series of robes that are being tied around to form strips of tied cloth creating the appearance of almost like this cloth-like armor across his chest, these interlocking woven sections of this very strange grayish-white cloth. And as the figure groans and rolls over a little bit, you can see his eyes peering out from underneath these very dark, bushy eyebrows, this brilliant lightning blue. But the glow to them that was crackling with energy before is fading fast. You can see the light dimming. I pass over um, to all of you. Ah, I don't have anything. <laughs> I'm definitely going to head uh, over to him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go over too, because I, 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 it's pretty common knowledge that he saved our lives, right? Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> so I'll give him... It's... I'm going to use my Unstruth Harp to do a fifth level cure wounds. Brilliant. Could you roll me the health points, please? The HP. <laughs> which, which, uh, 18, 18, which is actually pretty shit. <laughs> you watch as yeah what was that because bunch of levels oh yeah wow oh. two four five yeah oh, five d8 five uh, d8 you wow. only got 18 that is yeah, i might be able to do something with this where is it gone and that's plus five uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah if, if this might be a little bit too one but would it be possible for Shana have been standing next to jin while he was doing this don't don't yeah i'd say that as you guys sort of like run up together healing wound is a touch spell so as Jin runs up with the harp he has to place a hand upon this giant uh king mion uh shana it's very conceivable that you've sort of like slid it up keeping pace with Jin to get to um, yeah <laughs> gotta keep, i'm gonna gotta use two sorcery points so that Jin can re-roll two of those ones Ooh, which feature oh, are you using? Cool. Is this favoured by the gods? Uh, empowered healing. Ooh. Oh, I rolled. Uh, they turned from ones to fives. Ones to fives. So, so that takes from so sixteen twenty six. Twenty six. It's been much better. Jin, as you play this soft melodic tune across the harp. Oh, this... we're not doing oh? soft. Oh, okay. Um, my Sorry. my my um my new personality trait is filled with mirth and joy. It's going to be a jaunty tune. Okay, I just just so that you know, when 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 it's a personality trait, it's not like to the exclusion of all other emotions. It's just your, your default now. Like whenever whenever you're not feeling intense 
intense emotions of any other type, your default is to go to mirth and joy. Like it's it's kind of like yeah. your your base state of being now is mirthful. I and think I think joyous. I think what um I think what I'm sort of you know we've we've beaten the god though so uh, there's probably I a bit of like relief feel, yeah. yeah no I feel like I would be like we should be celebrating around like trying to get everyone sort of into a more of a happy mood instead of the somber mood so I think even though there's like, there's like could work dying giant for us. Even though there's a dying giant in front of you. Matt, I've just noticed yeah. your, your microphone's doing that little hinty echo. It is with the echo again. Just a heads up. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> two of you. I mean, it's 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 kind of like um, how I imagine Lockie sounds when he's, like, a bit low on power. Yeah. <laughs> um, I should probably should delete TMF. As you guys, as you guys all rush up, um, Shana, you as, you as you watch as Jin plays this jaunty tune, you sort of focus, seeing the magic is kind of failing a bit, concentrate and then summon this energy and you watch as the, the spell, as it leaves Jin's hands, the harp coalescing these notes into these swirling patterns of golden light in the air. You concentrate and push some of your sorceress power into it, expanding the range, expanding the size of these, of these magical notes. And as they move into King Mjorn, there's a moment where you see the light sort of come back into his eyes and there's a moment of hope and then all of a sudden it begins to fade even quicker the giant still sort of lying on the ground raises a hand please young ones it is too late I have given too much of my hue to this I will be here no longer Loki come uh, he says all of this in giant, by the way, which only Loki oh. speaks, I've just realised. What's that sound like to us? Your what does that sound like? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Oh, perfect. He'll be... I think he'll be up in a second, guys. Just give him a little bit of time to relax. And it sounds fine to me. I have no idea what he said, so I'm just going to take it. It's good. Loki. Um, yes. My daughter, Sinmare, she will have need of you in the coming months and years. Please, you must protect her. I will do whatever is in my power. Good. Please tell her her father loves her. recording his voice oh nice as you as you sort of click across that little clockwork mechanism the sound recorded inside this device king mjorn sits up one more time and reaches over towards this massive mace that had come through the portal but had been knocked out of his hands during the fight with tiamat please loki fetch me my weapon a warrior dies with his arms crossed please so you're still big, aren't you? I am. Yeah, yeah. Lockie's, Lockie's still huge at this point. Mm. Lockie, as you reach over and lift up the giant mace, even in your massive giant form, this thing weighs a ton. And as you touch it, this little jolt of static electricity crackles along your body. doesn't do any damage, but you can feel the lightning emanating from this thing. And as you hand it to him, he takes it in this very weak grasp, holds the mace against his chest. I go to the halls of my ancestors. It is good that I die here in my will ask. Oh, okay. I'm gonna ask Lucky real quick. Um, is he? What's what's going on, Lucky? We, we can't. 
He's dying, Jin. Give us a second. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, yeah, no problem. Um, just give me a diamond of a thousand gold and I can resurrect him. Uh, it's, that's not going to work, I'm sorry. Not so good. It might, actually. <laughs> He'll turn back to his dying king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It, it is good that I breathe the air of my homeland once more. With that, he lets out this very slow sigh. You watch as the light fully dies within his eyes. As if, as he's fading, Loki will say, your death brings honor to your ancestors and your forebears. Do you say that? And your sacrifice will be remembered. Oh, that's a good question. You ever asked you say that in giant? Yes. I will translate for these guys as well, but yeah, I yeah. do so that in giant. A very small smile touches the corners of his mouth, just lifting the edges of his beard ever so slightly as he hears you say that, Loki. And then as the light fully fades, you watch as the body slumps and then begins turning into this black ash, this grey sweeping across it as the body begins dissolving. The mace clatters to the floor, leaving only this small moat of glowing white light hovering in place, crackling with the occasional spark of lightning. Loki, your databanks, this connection through the portal to the giant kind is unlocking aspects of your memory that have been sealed and degraded for years, for centuries. You know that when a storm giant gets very old, very, very old, upon their death they leave behind an imprint of their life force. Normally it is a large, glowing sphere, and it is often the honour of spell shapers and spell singers to fashion this into a likeness of the king or queen or, or storm giant great power to be remembered by their ancestors to to be affixed into their their mead hall or their longhouse <sighs> but this is tiny all that remains of his life essence this tiny moat of light you know you do not have the skill to shape it but you do know you have the skill to contain it any metal can be used to help hold it in place and transport it. It just has to be contained within a box or a sphere of metal. Okay. The, um, the, the, um, the trinket that I started using to record his words, I will, um, <laughs> I will sort of start extending it and bringing it out. And and it starts opening and um, adding components is needed and I will then sort of um, house it inside that so that the um, the casing holds his life essence and his dying words as you seal it shut the light disappears beneath the copper and verdigris this device that you've created and all there is now is the light shimmering above you from the massive giant portal. No longer spinning rapidly, no longer crackling with energy, now just gently moving, almost like the surface of a pool of water contained within this ring of metal. And the ring is spinning slower and slower. 
It's going to stop and turn off, isn't it? You don't know. Alright. He's going to turn to Mira. I need to bring this back to his people, back to my people. I'm going to need to go through there. And there's a chance that you won't see me for a while. Okay, no, we can bring them through. Isn't it open? It's it's fine. It's I. It's open for now. I'm not sure how long. Uh, if I can bring them back through, I'll bring them back through immediately. If if not, I wanted to take this opportunity first, and he'll take in the rest of the. Rest the crew as well. I was dead and lost for a very long time. And I was alone. I... I found one friend, and she led me to others. I've lived for a very long time, but nothing that I've lived has equaled these past few months with you. I will come back as soon as I'm able. I have plans, many, many plans for Tempest Guild. But I need to do this first. And if I don't get the chance to see you, I just want you to know how much it has meant to me. It's okay, Mira. Um, I, I will make sure that we send him a, a sending spell every now and again to check up on him. We have resources. We have resources, Lucky. We have a network. We have. Lucky, we... I can I can touch in I can touch base with you, and if you uh, do need our help or anything like that, we can. Yeah, because just out of game, I read that sending can actually go to other planes of existence. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, you do what you need to do, but just know that we are here to support you. We will find you, Lucky. We'll find a way to get you back. Yes. Oh, I'll be coming back. You better. As you guys are talking, the portal slows to an almost crawl. And then with this sudden, almost like the sound of a bell, boom echoing through the cavern, it locks in place. And you watch as the light in the centre grows brighter. Oh. <laughs> I didn't calculate that. <laughs> Lockie, you receive a message from someone using the spell sending. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of Sinmare echoes inside your mind. Loki, we, we've got, we've got a lock. We, we are, we are in position. We're going to start bringing the castles through now. Uh, not just through this portal, through all the remaining giant portals. We've, we've found another four that are active. We're going to be coming through. That is fantastic news, Simone. 
um, yes. kind of undermined the emotional moment. <laughs> That's, That's so true. <laughs> it was such an emotional send-off. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> um, oh, man. That's funny. Well, the, the 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 end of the end of the message is um, is, 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 is I'm assuming that everything is okay. I, how is, is my father there? And that's the end of the sending. Okay. Oh. Big sad. He'll say it, he'll say it to the just to the air because you can't hear anymore. He is with me. And he is safe. Were you saying something, Shana? Yeah. I was going to say sending, you can do a reply, I think. Pretty sure you can. Oh, I can? Oh, shit. Pretty sure you oh. can. Let me double check, but I'm pretty sure you can. 25 words. All yeah. right. Okay. We'll, we'll send back. We were successful. Tiamat has been shot off or killed. I'm sure. I have your father's essence with me and I will guard it with my life. There's no reply. Jin, you then receive ascending from Gloria. Ugh. <laughs> Are you lot alive down there? I'm assuming since uh, Tiamat hasn't burst forth from the earth that you've survived. Why are all the giant portals activating? <laughs> I send it back. I send it back to her. Yes. All alive and well. Um, I can see you're still alive. Um, and I put a bit of snark on that. <laughs> Giant portals, we shall tell you in person. I don't think I can explain it in a sending message. That's too long, too many, not enough words. Fair enough. Alrighty. The portal remains still, no longer spinning the lights, this pure, brilliant white light. If you guys stay where you are and stand there, you watch as the light stays bright for about 10, 15 minutes before fading into nothingness, the portal slowly turning to dust and collapsing back into the components that rain down from the ceiling in this hail of fragments of metal. Um, what would you guys like to yeah. do? Well, as far as we're Shall aware, this... Oh, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, like, knowing that sort of Lyra was um, fighting up top with a lot mm. of the rest of our friends, I think Shana would probably start heading back up, but sort of, you know, look over and see if anyone's going to follow along with her. Well, that's the thing. Um, that's what I was actually about to say, because Gloria messaged me. I'm like, there was still a battle raging above us, so, like, we should go at least check it out and support if we need. Yoga mm. could probably climb on Eleanor and be like, I'm ready. Let's go check up on our friends. I, I don't know. I don't know if Eleanor would be big enough to carry multiple people, though. No, probably just be, although probably mm. probably just big enough for one. Mm. Yeah, or maybe or maybe two if the second person's a bit smaller. Maybe two if you're like just on the ground, right, running. I maybe will one up in the air. I will could, could add she, though. Could she carry someone between her paws? Like, yeah, yeah, she probably could. I I will Hang add on. though. No, I can do this, um, and I. Excuse me a sec, and like I just sort of uh, yeah. strip off into. I use my uh, clothes to uh, change as well. At the same time, I change into a gnome. 
Nice. Oh no. Um, I will. I will add Mira. Ever since the amulet has absorbed the the fragment of Tiamat's essence, the the aspect. Excuse me. The aspect of Tiamat that you defeated. It's almost like this kind of version of detect magic is active, but not so much all magic. Sources of draconic power. You you think that. You kind of are seeing the world a little bit how Tiamat can see it. It's not true sight. It's kind of like essence sight, where you can see things that are infused with draconic power. Yerveth and Eleanor are brimming with this energy. It's this stream that is connecting this thread of golden light, and the essence that is pooling along and reverberating back and forth through this connection is immense. And as you look at it, you can kind of feel the frequency of it. And that frequency resonates with the frequency of the magic inside the amulet. Mm -hmm. You instinctually know that you could channel some of that essence in and maybe maybe empower that draconic connection a little bit more. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think Eleanor will be able to carry our soul, Yerbeth. Can I just place a hand gently on her scales and try and yeah, El- El- Eleanor, I think you you and Eleanor have only had very positive interactions. Eleanor probably quite likes you. Um, yeah, definitely. As she, kind of like, as she kind of nuzzles into you, you can see that that chromatic effect on her scales is slowly fading as she moves back into just this pure green Yerveth's eyes changing to match that colour. And as she sort of nuzzles into you and you place the hand on her, you can feel that energy reverberating through her. But you can also feel Yerveth's energy as well through her. They are one and the same. I reach out a hand to Yerveth as well, my silver one. And I just kind of, I think that Yerveth could probably see that sort of power reflected in Mira's eyes now. And she's like, mm. this is how it's meant to be. And she'll, she'll hold on to that connection and channel a couple sorcery points. I think I could try and. Yeah, you only need to spend three because um, any any sorcery points spent while wearing the amulet of elements after absorbing Tiamat's essence. Um, for every one sorcery point you spend, the amulet contributes two. Oh wow! It's, it, <laughs> contain, it contains a sliver of divinity. It contains a fragment of Tiamat's essence, a shard or a splinter of her true power. Um, as you as you channel those sorcery points, you watch as Eleanor suddenly starts to grow in size, taking on this much more draconic form. It starts off small, sort of see her scales shifting and as she shrugs her shoulders and flaps her wings a little bit before the growth becomes almost explosive. You have to stand back quite quickly as Eleanor takes on this massive draconic form. Eleanor is not the only one who is affected by this link. Yerveth, I'd like you to roll me a constitution saving throw, please. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yes please oh, yeah? yes please 11 uh, that is a fail you watch as sections of Yerveth's skin begin to slowly become replaced by scales his pupils becoming much more draconic cool and with a sudden crack Yerveth's knees reverse directions his feet giving way into claw like appendages <laughs> as he now is standing on digitigrade legs draconic legs <laughs> if it had been below okay. a 10 if it had been below a 10 Yerveth would have spent the next hour as a dragonborn essentially <laughs> wow 
Ah. Uh, does this hurt at all? No, <laughs> there's no pain. It should. Like, the, the, you can feel the sensation of it, and it is bizarre, but you're expecting it to be excruciating, but it's not. And that's probably a bit confusing. I think everyone else would be like, what Actually, the hell? I just realised it yeah, wouldn't be that his knees reverse directions. It's just that his his knee, his his thigh shortens and his foot lengthens so that he sort of is lifted yeah, okay. up off the... Yeah, 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 it yeah, doesn't sorry. look as violent then. It's not as violent like, <laughs> as his knees reverse directions. I was going to say, I was like, hold <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dragon yeah, that's it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. I didn't think and uh, it's it's fine. It feels okay, I guess. The remains of his boots just sit shredded on the floor. These scraps of leather uh, that have just been shredded by this. Oh no! Oh, magic. Those, sho- those shoes and I have gone places. That's that's quite unfortunate. You didn't have magic boots, did you, Yeveth? No, but like I've worn them. For like yeah, yeah. Didn't you have the elven kind of boot shoes? Do you have elven kind boots? Uh, oh, I do have elven. Kind okay, no, 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 no. They don't, they don't shred. They don't shred. They, they begin transforming with you because magic okay. items transform to oh, fit you they begin transforming cool. with you and now yeah. you have these like anklets of the uh, of elven kind nice that's cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah these like pa- pauldrons of elven kind as the boots <laughs> sort of shift cool. and change with you they're like green tassels because boots of elven kind are quite funny they're like just these green sort of yeah it's, it's kind of like you've got like, like these green this green fabric tied around your feet like little um little scarves almost wrapped around like your feet toe shoes. you know those awful toe shoe things oh no they're not yeah. that no 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 they're not they're not barefoot shoes <laughs> <laughs> that is horrific <laughs> apparent apparently they're supposed to be better for you than normal shoes but i just, i can't get over the horrifying uh, nature of the little like toes poking out yeah okay uh, well should we go up unexpected no yes you 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 okay you feeling all right um my fingers are they how much i've clawed fingers as well now yeah oh no can i can i shoot an arrow still yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah 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 because yeah. the 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 inside section of the arrow of the inside section of your claw is still like a, a fingertip it's not like you can't oh okay. yeah if, if anything, you could kind of use the claw to help like pivot and release at the last possible second with the bow. You can kind of keep That's the cool. bowstring under this like really very fine hair trigger, essentially. Yeah, I, 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 I probably I probably practice it a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. I was worried I'd have anything like claw. No, as soon as cool. as soon as Jeff um, goes to draw his bow, his claw just snaps the string. No, it's a it's a magic <laughs> item. So <laughs> it is a magic item. It's a magic item. Uh, no, I just sort of test it out a little bit. This sort of may not be permanent. Kind of, okay. <laughs> no, I sort of I just shrug and like kind of like adjust like feel like kind of feel it a little bit. And go, mm, yes, feels good. Feels good. Um. Yeah, I think we should be get we should get going then, right? See our yes, friends. Yes, yeah, so it could to be a combat. So. Does that sound like there's still a fight going on above us? Yeah. No, it's it, it, you couldn't hear much before because of the commotion that was going on inside the cavern. the The portals were constantly giving off this low, um, almost like a whoosh of air, this rush of air coming from around the portals. And occasionally, at the edge of your hearing, you could hear the sound of screams and moans from inside the portal. As the sounds oh. of Avernus occasionally escaped through the the cracks and tears in reality, but now that you mention that, there's a silence. Perfect timing with the music, by the way. This very empty silence, this hollow silence coming from above. A portentous silence. Great name for an episode. <clears throat> yeah. We should get up there. Yes. Yes. 
Climb on board. Yeah, as Eleanor is now the size of a uh, a, a young dragon. Damn. Nice. Lockie, right. I yes. should add as well, as the giant portal locks into place, you begin shrinking back down into your normal giant forged size, your, your smaller giant forged size, I should say. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, I will add though, Lockie, you know, you can feel within you, it's no longer a thing that needs to be focused on or channeled at will. You can now change your size between the two forms. Oh, shit. That's cool. That's very, very cool. cool. I think- well, because that's how you were designed to be. Yeah. You were designed to be able to switch between the two fairly easily. Lockie Prime. Lockie Prime. Lockie, Lockie ah. Alpha. <laughs> alpha Lockie. As you guys climb onto the back of Eleanor and she flaps her huge wings and takes off into the sky, the black mist, the smoke that had covered the area of the roof before, is still there. But as Eleanor sweeps through it and her wings carve into this black smoke, disrupting it with this gust of air, the smoke doesn't reform. Instead, these trails of dark smoke are left behind as Eleanor takes flight, the sunlight stunning you for a moment as you burst into the open air above the city of Palin. To see a number, a huge crowd of people at the edge of the ruined section of the city, combing through, doing their best to try and get through the area of destruction. You can also see a large contingency of what look to be wizards or sorcerers, all wearing very similar clothing that those of you who are from Oxenfurt would recognize as the academia of the Unseen University. The, the long, dark blue robes with the, the black, swirling Celtic pattern on the front that marks the, the higher faculty members of the Unseen University, all of whom seem to be casting this massive group spell. In your mind, probably at first, those of you who are familiar with the the spell Mending, you think, oh, this is like some super crazy version of Mending. But that doesn't do it justice. This spell is not just fixing things, it's reversing localized time as they perform this spell. Probably something Lockie is very interested in. (laughs) Yes. As you watch as this, as this spell seems to almost rewrite the immediate past of these objects you can you watch as they they all of them have these large buckets of red paint and they're dipping their fingers in and marking these symbols on and every object that has the symbol marked the symbol glows briefly sinks in and then the item almost like reverses back to how it was before the event that destroyed it as the the personal history the the history of these items is rewritten by these wizards working but that is not the full thing that grabs your attention. In the centre of Palin, Town Square, is a massive, old, derelict, giant portal. Derelict no longer. You can see the apparatus has come to life. A number of uh, buildings that have been kind of constructed around the base have actually been damaged by this thing switching on. The lower section has formed this massive spinning ring that forms almost this sphere in the very center. And these sections around it, also these spinning rings forming the arms that spin in this very rapid movement, air rushing around it. And you watch as with this pulse of light, almost pulling out from a single tiny point in the center of the portal, 
is this massive giant's castle that appears above the city, the shadow instantly cast upon the uh, the city below. Loki, you recognize this castle. You spent a lot of time here. This is the Storm's Redoubt, the stronghold of the Storm Giants. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yes. But it has undergone some changes since you last saw it. No longer are the crenellations and battlements open air and the doorways and windows open for for wind and air to pass through. The entire building has been sealed with this strange glowing magic that forms almost like these domes or walls of force around it, keeping it airtight. And as the castle into existence, you watch as these shimmering walls of force slowly begin to dissipate air sucking into this location as the as the walls of force are replaced by this air and you watch as emerging standing up on the battlements blinking in confusion their arms raised up their faces turned towards the sky you see giants a few at first then 10 then 20 and hundreds begin emerging onto the battlements of this massive castle the storm's redoubt is easily as large as palin the city is dwarfed by it is hidden in its shadow completely as this giant castle just hovers above and you can see standing right at the window of her tower looking out across the area is a familiar white-haired figure sinmari your creator Below you, you can see a number of dragons wheeling and landing. Elia, the silver ambassador to the uh, Veloxer Empire, the Empire of the Dragons, is currently looking up her massive draconic maw, open in surprise as she stares up at the castle high above. (laughs) In fact, a number of people seem to be having a similar reaction as Eleanor sweeps low and lands next to a number of the chromatic and metallic dragons that had come to your aid, you watch as Elia turns towards you, this look of confusion crossing her draconic face as then she turns back into that dragonborn form that you know her. She points up, mouth agape. There's, um, uh, uh, uh what? I can explain. It. It's good to see you too, uh. <laughs> Um, it's fantastic you survived Eleanor what the hell um uh, what the hell um what has happened what is going on you were successful I assume when the the sky suddenly opened back up and the sunlight was visible again I assumed that you had been successful in your mission but this was not expected um, well, we realized that we may need some more help. So I, we kind of found the giants and brought them back. Ellie just kind of nods. <laughs> yep. Okay. And then rubs her temples. <laughs> Without their aid, um, it is entirely possible that our fight would have gone in a I thought, very- I thought the giants were dead. 
locked away. Yeah. Do we know much Trap. about that? Who locked them away? I believe it was Tim. No. That was my understanding. Yes, yes, it was. Up contention. Wasn't there an event where they disappeared and no one really, really knows what happened? Yeah, well, it's... It, it, um, Tiamat and some of the other gods. Yeah, Tiamat and some of the other betrayer gods. They didn't want to share. Tore them from this realm and locked them into another because they didn't want to share the power. I think that is a, possibly an oversimplification, but it is the essence of all. That was one of the theories. Hmm. Elia nods, sort of mouth still partly agape. Shana, you watch as a familiar form nimbly runs through the rubble, vaulting over sections of ruined buildings as she runs towards you. Lyra, red hair streaming behind her in the breeze, leaving behind these trails of silver spores that kind of sort of fly off her hair and leave this trail of, of silver sparkling dust in the air behind her as she nimbly runs up, vaults up Eleanor's leg and wraps you up in a massive hug. She returns the hug and probably almost like is a little bit weirded out because this is the first time that she's actually seen Lyra not in a mirror. Like, so it's it's actually really weird because she her her entire face from your perspective is reversed. Everything's on the wrong side. Mm. So from your perspective, it's now like you're looking at a reflection of her, swapped inverted version of her. Um, as we described before, Lyra does appear to have gone through a few changes. Her brilliant, her, her eyes before, which were, one was blue, one was green, are now both this very, almost like a hazel green color. And you can see that sections of her clothing have almost been replaced by this, this living, growing mycelium. This central red chest plate made up of these dark black and red strands forming this, this interwoven mycelium network. And as she sort of wraps you up in this big hug, you can feel that the, the the chest plate compresses slightly, but there's a strength there as well. Whatever this is, it is strong and it is protecting her. <laughs> and as you pull away, a few little strands of mycelium break off you, having already grown to try and like hold you in place for the hug. <laughs> this is this is new. It's very cool. Uh, but you it's like no words like it's just mostly just unbelieving gestures um lyra is exactly the same you can see there's like a tear in her eye and she's like i'm here you're here we're here (laughs) and we're not the same person this is very very strange it's uh i like it uh nice to actually meet you face to face for the first time she laughs and kind of like punches you on the shoulder a little bit (laughs) i've known you my whole life it's nice to meet you Two though? Hmm. No, it's, it's cool. It's very it's good and cool, but you know you know, I Yeah, I, I I know what you mean. It's um It's I kinda think... weird. Like your your face is the wrong way round. Is that a weird thing to yeah. say? No, I was thinking the same thing. I <sighs> was also wondering if it would be weird to say it, but I guess Literally everything is weird, so in which case it doesn't really matter anymore. Well, you but... used to hear every thought I had, and I used to hear every thought you had, so, like, I guess it's, like, less weird if we if we just keep saying stuff out loud, right? Because, like, that's what we're used to. It would, be so, it would seem more normal, it would, definitely. No, I am with you there. Um, 
and I'm yes, approve of that decision. <laughs> it's like um very unlike herself, like um sort of this cool, calm, collected sort of persona that she's sort of woven um for herself is just completely and utterly collapsed. Like it's just this floundering girl like she's got no clue what's going on like you know they fought, fought a god somehow survived died a couple of times like she's just what yeah excuse me dogs um <laughs> as 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 you're sort of standing there looking you receive a who would be the next person to receive the message probably probably it would be Jin again as a member of the harpers although although Zua is there with you as as Azua picks his way through the rubble as well and stands before you this big beaming smile you can see there's a cut on his forehead that's sort of slowly healing itself as he stands there before you this rather than blood this light shining out from this cut on his forehead and these angelic wings still behind him, glowing softly as they slowly fade away. Well, I have to say that was that was epic. You 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 did it. I'm so proud of you. Uh, thank you, Azua. Like obviously, seems like you also put a bit of effort in. You a bit, you know, a bit cut uh, up. No, no enemy can withstand my punches, as you know. <laughs> I haven't actually seen you in combat. I would have loved to have seen that. Oh, I, I have. I have a number of new abilities that I've been honing uh, for a very long time. I can. I can do what I call sun punches. Would you like to see? Sure. Why not? Azua turns and looks at a slightly destroyed section of building. They don't. They don't need this right now, do they? No, probably not. Right. Let me demonstrate. <laughs> as you watch, as Azua punches out, his fist. What was that? Sorry, Mira. Wizards just fixed it. Wizards <laughs> like, just fixed it. <laughs> no, they're on the other side of the, they're on the other side of the crater. Um, as Azua punches, you can't actually see his fist move. There's just these flashes of light, and the section that he punches, you, you watch, he holds his fist up, and then there's this blur of movement, and then the section of wall that he punched is gone. There's this, poof, and you can see this ring of embers around the outside of this circular crater of where he's punched pretty good right uh yeah i was rather impressive uh well i'm not just not just the leader of the guild i've i've got my own powers i'll do a minor illusion to like simulate a little a little clapping <laughs> there's like a crowd here ah oh, he does a little bow wonderful oh that's a nice trick very good oh, good good work has anyone seen Wiltix? I saw him before. He was um, un he unleashed a little bit. Oh, there he is! And he points over, and you see this enormous wolf, still holding a very limp cultist's body in its mouth. Oh, and as it turns oh, oh. its eyes towards you, you can just see this tiny little red hat on its head. <laughs> <laughs> and as the wolf begins picking its way towards you, it's easily, easily the size of a large carriage as it picks its way through uh, three of you could ride this thing as it picks its way through the rubble padding softly it drops the body of this cultist on the ground sits and starts panting as it looks down at you guys oh well will ticks long time no see 
you hear in your minds. Yeah, it was getting a bit like that. I've uh, had a bit of a had a bit of a time to reflect and uh, try some new things out. I think it's working quite nicely for me. Yeah, I I recall you briefly. weren't you the one that disappeared through a portal? Yes, I was. I was on the on the Sky Castle with you. I uh, I stepped through a portal that banished me um, <laughs> to this like Northern Isles area up towards the north i don't really know where but then i had to pick my way across that i uh, found a bunch of sea turtles lashed them together using <laughs> beard hair to form a raft no i don't know i um no. i was banished the far north for a little bit but uh it was good i met some other people like me some other people who uh channeled the power of the lichen and i've um i've kind of become one with my wolf spirit as you can see yeah, are you permanently going to be like that? No, no, but I am like this for two hours. Oh. Huh. Okay. Or until I stop consuming blood. Don't worry about that last bit. What happens if you do stop consuming blood? I'll turn back into my normal gnome form. So you won't go and look for new blood? No, no, I, I, I've, I've got full control of this. Oh. Mostly. Uh, for the most part. No, I was going to say inside check. <laughs> <laughs> you can roll inside checks. Why not? My passive insight's 21. 28 yeah. for Yerveth, 21 for Mira. Um, Yerveth, um, 28. Oh, man. Jin, 15. Man. Jin, like, 100%. He's in control. There's nothing to worry about. Uh, Yerveth, there's an edge to his voice that makes you very uncertain. Um, you, yeah. don't, you don't get the sense this is fully controlled. You get the sense that this is very temporarily controlled. That's <laughs> fine. Uh-huh. Oh, well, he's fine. He said he's Same good. So, no no problems at all, yeah, that it seems. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. No problem, yes. Blood, blood. Going into there's, there's a sudden blur of movement, and Wiltick suddenly turns around very, very rapidly, his ears twitching as this blur streaks into the city and then like stops and begins leaning on this pole. You see a tabaxi, desert coloring patterns with a few spots, blue tunic leaning on this quarterstaff panting. And as Yer- as uh, as, Yerveth, as Wiltix looks down at this cat in his wolf form, oh, no. you watch as his eyes sort of fix, he closes his mouth and his ears sort of like go back a little bit. And you hear this little like very slight whine at the back of his throat. Azua, <laughs> Azua catches this and like, <laughs> just like whacks him on the back and goes, no, leave, leave. <laughs> Wiltick sort of turns and looks at him and then looks back at the cat and whimpers again. He's, ah, 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 ah. leave. <laughs> Wiltix drops down on all fours. <laughs> you can see Talari standing before you panting. <sighs> I came as soon as I heard. <sighs> oh. Wait, did you just get here? I've run across the entire continent. <sighs> Whoa. Wow. That is a feat. This is... Unfortunately... Yeah. Unfortunately, the battle's won. Ah, <sighs> fuck. <laughs> As Talari sort of collapses down and lays spread cat, spread eagle, spread cat on the ground, his quarterstaff sort of like dropping to the ground next to him. As he looks up at the sky, ah, should have taken a breather back when I could. Uh, I sort of walk up to him and in front of him, I'll just put like my water bottle or my whiskey. Yeah, but also, also, something goes, I, I think we've actually met. Ah, uh, Talari, Fleetfoot. Uh, 
holds up a paw. <laughs> Drake Warden. Like extend extend my elongated like draconic hand. He he shakes your hands, looks a little bit sort of like confused as he shakes it, and then takes the water skin and then begins like lapping the water out of it, going <laughs> <laughs> Literally like a cat. He's just like lapping the water out of it. You can see he's like it, the, there's like a rasping sound as his like textured cat tongue scrapes the outside of the water skin. There's like <laughs> as he goes to drink. I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a good berry berry. Oh, he, t- he takes he takes the good berry, like chews it, kind of like looks a bit weird about it, and spits it out. And goes, it's a fruit. I'm ca- cat. I'm an obligate carnivore. I cannot. <laughs> I have to. I can only consume meat. Ah, uh, uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, um. Hmm. Well, I mean, uh, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Can't play the cat. Sorry. Um, I think um, with this all happening and like Lara and and Shana back together and everyone kind of around, I think Mira will at that point like tear up because all the adrenaline's starting to roar up and she's looking at her Tempest Guild and she's like, we're so diverse. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing your kind of emotional reaction. Elia walks over towards you, Mira, and places a hand, a, a very comforting arm around your shoulder and pulls you into a hug. It, it starts off kind of like just an arm around the shoulder and then she kind of immediately relents and pulls you into this big hug. As she feels the amulet touch her scales, <laughs> she pulls back a little bit and looks down oh. and then looks at you. You had to accept her power to defeat her. I did. Nearly destroyed me. But it is not her power anymore. She places a hand on the amulet. You have severed a part of her magic. You have splintered her power. It is not hers anymore. It is yours as the the bearer of this amulet. You didn't accept her power, Mira. You rejected it. You claimed your own. I did. But, and Mira will take off the amulet. It's no um, longer bound to you as you take it off. It just easily comes off. Cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, longer, no longer a cursed item. No, it's the curse yes. is broken. The, the curse was the connection to Tiamat with that connection broken. It is no, no, So all, all you had to do to break the curse and prevent the curse was to refuse Tiamat and to, to break the connection with her and to, to willingly turn your back on her power. If you had done that prior to facing her in the chamber, the amulet would have ceased to work for you. But because you did it during that, when you were connected fully to her power, it is now your amulet. Wow. That's awesome. Well, actually, actually, Mira will be say, will, will say to Ilya, I'm not sure if anyone should have this power. I can feel it like a great well of energy kept within. I need to keep it safe. I think for the moment, Mira, the safest hands are our own. For the moment, for the time being, you should keep this. There are still members of the cult who we were not able to capture or or take out, who fled. We saw a 
draconic form, this the, the, the black dragon that attacked before, wheel down into the smoke and carry Severin away. He is still out there somewhere. I think it's best if you keep this. I'm not sure there is any safer place than by your side for the time being. Well... I'm not even sure that anyone else could use this while you live. I think it is bound to you. Well, just just know that I'm... This is not my power. I'm a custodian of it. It's not mine. Not bound to my ego. It is good that someone who does not seek the power should be the one to hold it. There is no one better, Mira. If we were to take this back to Veloxer... There would be arguments for its use, for its... It's best. Sorry, Yerveth, you were going to say something. Uh, I was going to say, at this point, Yerveth probably probably wore over and say, Yes, I I think that amulet amulet represents a future for us. There there are many Drakwarden, I fear. I I feel emerging that will need assistance in the coming years. Yes. Yes. I can sense them too. That, yeah. that, that stands as a, as a te- testament to combined strength and is almost well, well, testament future that we have created. And while it stands, stands so does the, the track track war, and so, so does the future we fought for, for. Yes, I think you are going to be very busy in the coming months and years, Yerveth. There was a mm. release of energy when you closed the portal when you broke Tiamat's power. Now, be aware. I've heard, I heard someone say that you defeated a god today. I, I thought I heard someone say that. All of you, this is relevant to all of you. Please, you have much to celebrate this day. You have done an incredible thing, but I want you to know that what you defeated, what you destroyed, was not Tiamat herself, but an aspect of her power. She is. She could, but not any time soon. And I don't think she would dare while you are all still around. I think I know that you probably frightened her this day. You were not supposed to be victorious. To have even beaten a fraction of her power is a testament to how much you have grown, how much you have learned during this time. And I am so very proud of you. All of you. You have done phenomenally well. And when presented with choices, you seem to have always made the right ones. Ones that we could not even imagine. The giants live and they are now here again? I I never could I have imagined such a future. That is your power see pathways others do not and you take the steps to walk along them and turn them from dreams into reality I think Tiamat will be very careful next time she tries I do not think it will be soon and if Severin has an ounce of wisdom left in him he will be done with her and her power that's a good point to bring up he is still alive he did escape I saw him as I said before, I saw a large black dragon fly down and capture him and take him away. I mean, he, he might not have an ounce of wisdom, but he's definitely got an ounce of lead in him. 
Indeed. Only my arrows have been a bit more. There's also that other Drake Warden we saw. Did anyone see him? Uh, At that, you see a familiar black-haired man dressed in greens and greys saunter up with a halberd over his shoulder. The halberd is made of green dragon scales and padding along behind him is a large green dragon, a young green dragon. Um, You can see that this figure is holding in his hand two heads, the head of a man and the head of a drake. Oh, I would have liked to see that battle. And as he as he as he drops them to the floor, he looks over and goes, "Sounds like you lot were looking for this piece <laughs> well, of shit." Well, piece of shit on the back of a dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that makes up for your little transgression. I I don't know what you're talking about. I saw an opportunity to further and better myself and those around me, and I took it. Mm-hmm. And I had my eyes on that green dragon the whole time. I'll have you know. Oh, I know. Oh, so you knew it was a green dragon even though it was in an egg. It was oh. in a green egg. Seems pretty obvious to me. <laughs> it's so look, I, I'll be honest. I also liked the look of the black one, but that uh, furbolg Nucius kept a close eye on all the eggs and I just swiped the closest one I could when I took my ah, leave yes. of the uh, of the guild. It as much. But it's worked out well. Look, you, you definitely come, came and helped at the... Um, you know, at our time of need. So, thank you so much. Yes. Is is that he's just dropped on the ground? Definitely. Yeah. As you as you look at it, Yerveth, you can see that it is. I'm trying to remember the name of that character. I have to pull it over yeah, it quickly. Yeah. Oh, right. in my notes. I'll find it. Don't worry. What was it? Oh. Do the southern accent then. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, isn't it funny that I can remember all of the voices that are given, but I can't. Voices, remember. Yeah. names, yeah. yeah. No, I can't no, that's right. I'll find it here. It'll be, it'll be here somewhere. Give me a few seconds, and I'll find it. Um, yeah. What does the head of a spectral Drake kind of look like? Yeah, it's not seven. spectral. With his death, it is no longer spectral. It is fully formed. Oh, oh wow! Interesting. <laughs> lucky, lucky will step up to. Um... Where uh, Emric is, <laughs> sort of looking up and down. <laughs> so, are you Drake Warden as well, then? Uh, no, no. I just, I just stole a dragon. <laughs> right. I look at Ilya. I'm just like, who's that? <laughs> she, she looks over. I have spoken with Wrath on Green Death, and he is quite happy. <laughs> Traveling with Emric for the time being. Um, sure, sure. I've in my asked, eyes, yeah. I like to think that it's like now just like a buddy cop sort of movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like moving forward. <laughs> so I was like, it's a bloody great dragon. He's like, that's Mr. Dragon to you. <laughs> Punches him in the face. Good cop, good cop, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good cop dragon. What's well, just. Yeah, it's just asshole and dragon. <laughs> um, yes, I have spoken with Wrath and Death on Green Wings, and he Wrath. is. Yes, he is very happy with both his name and his chosen path at this point in time. So edgy. Yeah. So edgy. He's young. He 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 has time yet. I think I think this is his rebellious years. But the confusing thing is that he was partially raised by Emric, which means that this is his rebellious phase. 
what is his actual like adult personality going to look like? Look what he's doing. And you can see that the, the young green dragon is currently like snorting some building dust, like trying to like sniff it and see if there's any bodies underneath it. We're going to have another, another crisis on our hands. That's going to happen. Uh, you know what? I think they'll be a good influence on each other. <laughs> Elia gives you a look. <laughs> are, you sh- are you sure? I mean... I mean, they, he hasn't done anything too evil yet. He came to our yeah. time of need. He could have... Oh, look, I wasn't that careful with the halberd. I may have got some people who were in the way. I okay. don't know. I said, I did say you haven't done a super amount of evil things. I just I, really I enjoy the fight. Evil. And when I ran out of people to fight, I just kind of found some people who looked like they wanted to fight. You know how it is. Okay. <laughs> wow, this Hopefully guy... they were still cultists. <laughs> What was that, you Lucky? You guys were in victory with this guy. <laughs> I, I said, wow, this guy is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm only I'm only joshing, guys. I'm pulling your leg. I, I didn't kill any townsfolk. Jesus, who do you take me? Sorry, uh, by Lysander, who do you take me for? I've never met you before. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Emmerich. Hold that hand to shake your hands. I'm Lucky. You will shake it back. <laughs> I don't think we've met either, Emmerich, don't you? <laughs> Locks, Yerves, nice to meet you. Oh, wow, yes. Oh, oh that's. We're going to have a on that one. Yeah, yes, yeah, okay. Well, you nerds look like you've got this. I'm out. See ya. And Emmerich walks back over to the back of the dragon. As he goes to jump on, uh, the green dragon moves its head ever so slightly, so he misses and face plants in the dirt. You can see the dragon like <laughs> sitting there kind of laughing a bit. Emmerich looks up, this scowl on his face, and then he breaks into this big grin, punches the dragon on the side, and then climbs back on. <laughs> the two of them take off and start flying <laughs> off into the distance. I definitely want to see that. Like, if this was a Marvel movie... They'd have like their own, own television series. Yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they would. Yeah. Could it be? Would it be like Dickhead and Drake? <laughs> <laughs> it's Drake and Douche. Drake oh, and Douche. <laughs> Drake, Drake and Douche. No. Um, as you're as you're sort of standing there, looking a little bit of confusion, Leosin heads over towards you guys. You can see that the airship, your airship, dwarfed in the shadow of this massive giant's castle has flown closer to the city and you can see your crew on the deck of the ship um, waving down at you. All of them still seem to be there. The ship itself has taken a bit of damage. You can see massive blasts across the starboard bow that have burned through sections of the wood and railings and one of the rear engines, Lockie, is barely keeping this thing afloat at this point. Leosin sort of walks up to you guys, cracks his neck and goes... Well, that was that was interesting. Um, I'm assuming you're successful because we're not dead. Well done. No, we're all good. How fed bad the crew? Are you, are you okay? I can look over at the ship and see if like damaged it is. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all 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 fine. A bit dicey there for a little bit. Uh, Grisha took a pretty nasty lightning blast, but um, uh, Corvin's looking after her. Um, Crow has magic. Didn't mention oh, that in oh. any of the interviews or subsequent. <laughs> like months that we have spent with him um cheeky little shit but yeah he's got was magic that, was that something he could have learned like no. we were teaching barry at one point and maybe uh, he just mimicked that oh. those those classes i don't know i had i genuinely hadn't considered that that's yeah wow maybe maybe he did just copy magic but look, it was impressive it was like this healing he magic he like pulled out some of his feathers and then they turned like glowing and then he put them on grisha and like he like healed her a little bit but like she's feeling better so i guess that kind of worked 
That's we never did anything like that, Jim. No, no, no the, the little so. cheeky shits had magic this whole time and kept it to himself. I look um, at Mira. You didn't really teach Barry any like healing spells. I don't think you even have that in your repertoire. Nothing that I can do, no. Huh. Okay, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I he got the job, so I guess he didn't need to share the fact that he had magic, but like it would have. Yes. But Leo, you know that you have to put your full, you know, uh, employment history in resume, so it's just not, not acceptable. Yeah, is, I spoke is that to more him about it. Of a his... feature than an employment history. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would have liked to have known that that was an option if we needed him to heal, like because we didn't get a ship's doctor. Remember, like that no, was one of the right. options that we had, and we didn't pick. Oh one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Looking back on it. Speaking of which, um, is it worth? me going up and uh, just making sure that Grisha's alright? Uh, you're welcome to. She's stable. She's fine. I, the plan is to try and dock at the airship docks. We're just trying to navigate underneath the um, the um, the sky castle okay, that seems castle. to have appeared above the city. Fair, fair. Yeah, that happened. I'm guessing that was you lot as well. You said that you were planning on primary bringing back the giants. Yes, Mission success. Definitely, definitely more Lucky's field of expertise there. So, I look at Lucky. Uh, yes. We succeeded. What? Actually, do I, we... If you could tell. Maybe you should be an emissary, Lucky. At least make the introductions. Yes, I think that's probably a great idea, actually. Mm. Um, is the... Is the Air of Decency up for a trip up there? Uh, I'll have to speak to Arvel, but... I think she could probably limp her way up to the <laughs> up to the side of the Sky Castle. Okay. Well, maybe we should take some uh, important people and see if we can open a dialogue. That's the word, yes? That's right. Yes, yes. I, I'm, I might need your help with this. Oh, you'll be fine. Okay. Should I follow <laughs> with Eleanor or should I just... I mean, I'm, I'm just not sure how the just take the yeah, camels then. I, I don't know either. I've got no idea. Sorry, Yoveth. Mm-hmm. I think having all of us there would probably be a good idea. Mm. I okay. assume that the uh, giants would be quite eager to meet you. As I, as I do them. As you guys um, are speaking. Oh no, sorry, you go, Jim. Oh, no, you go. No, sorry. I was just gonna. I was just gonna send some sending out to Susurus to see oh, how no. she's doing. And. Yeah, we'll do Susurus for now. Yeah, what do you say to Susurus? Um, are you alive? <laughs> basically, like, sort of like... What? Susurus, are you alive? Uh, um, are you... How did things go on your part? I'm alive. I noticed there's a giant's castle in the sky above. I'm guessing that you were successful in defeating Tiamat, and you've had some other things happen. All good here. Good luck. I might, um... Yeah, I might send her ascending again. Like I can use it, and I'm going to give her like our coordinates at least, just in case she wants to send anyone notable to her. Because you said bring up some other notable people, so yeah. you hear you hear back. Already on the giant castle, delegates already on board. You lot are what? slow for once. <laughs> I, oh, I, I look at everyone and go, um, "We need to get moving because apparently Susser is already up at the castle with delegates." 
Oh. We didn't tell her about the giants, did we? No. We don't we don't really tell her a lot of things. Oh, we finally beat us to it. I don't know why she still ha- she still puts up with this person, <laughs> but I'm glad she does. She <laughs> see- was slipping. This, this is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> you see Elia pause, cock her head, and then look down at Elot. Um, it seems that some of the wizards have flown up a number of the important members of the council uh, above Palin to try and discuss about moving the Sky Castle off the top of the city um, and also to to talk to the giants and reach out the hand of friendship. Uh, Things are a bit tense up there. I have been advised that a draconic presence may not assist things. Um, Humans are one of the races they have not had a lot of dealings with. Elves, dwarves, and dragons are the races they know very well. Um, I think if we are heading up there, it is best not to look too elvish, dragon, or dwarfish. I probably should just say. You don't. Oh, yes, you look like an elf and a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe then Yerveth, you and I could have a bit of a talk about the future of the Drake Wardens, what we are planning to do. Um, Would. Should we bring Mira with us then? If she's also a dragonborn? I think perhaps there might be an exception for Mira. Okay. As one of the ones who defeated Tiamat. Oh, there might be an exception for Yerveth too, as, as the people who were responsible for defeating Tiamat. And as companions of Loki, I suspect you might get a bit more of a pass than I would. Perhaps yeah. I'll stay with Elia and wait for the go, go nope. ahead. You're coming with us, Yerveth. We've all been through hell, and together we're going to go into the next horizon. Come on, let's go. We're a, we're a team. Come we're not then. breaking up now. I'm fine then. then. <laughs> Come on. You know, no, politics is my favorite thing. <laughs> By this point, probably the magic is wearing off. You watch as Eleanor back down into the smaller Drake form. Still with wings, still the larger form. And Yerveth, yeah, you shrink back down, your your um, anklets turning back into boots again. <laughs> take on your take on yeah. your elvish form once more. Ah, well, well uh, that was fun. That was fun last oh. um, I might I might turn into a human form really quick, though. You said that elves and dwarves they might not be a fan of, so at least You're I'll make it a little You're currently That should probably be fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Oh yes, well, it's just that I don't want to be this small, so. Hmm. That's, I'll, that's I'll go into funny. human. It's funny. There aren't that many humans in the Tempest Girls. Is there? Not really. Hmm. Yeah, it was Emmerich, but then he left. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> as the air of decency, uh, as an air of decency, I should say, um, gets a little bit closer to the ground, you can see the engines listing a little bit to the side. A rope ladder is thrown over, and as you climb on board, or in your case, just fly on board, um, you hear this from one of the side engines, and it belches out this cloud of smoke before the same energy pulsing out of it catches up again, and you hear from below a cry of, Yes! I did it! From uh, Arvel's voice echoing from below. If only Loki could see me now. Um... (laughs) The rest of the deck of the ship is in a pretty sorry state. The burn marks and scorch marks across its surface are significant. It looks like the ship was well and truly in the midst of battle. The arcane cannon at the front that Loki sort of helped design and Arvel and Griswold yeah. helped contribute to 
you can see there are three massive crystals next to it, completely depleted of energy and crystal in the very center, very faintly glowing. They burned through a lot of energy to do this, <laughs> as you can see. Um, Leosin heads up and takes to the wheel of the ship and with a slight groan and with a few planks of wood dropping off the side, an Ooh. air of decency rises back into the sky once more. As you wheel around the edge of the massive giant's castle, it becomes clear how enormous this structure is. It's an entire city in size, but this enormous overgrown castle. As you get closer, you can see that changes have been brought upon this, different to the other sky castles that you've been on with the giants. Plant life you don't recognize, strange reddish purplish leaves and stalks grows across the surface. And you can see that every single available space that could let in air has been very carefully and fastidiously sealed to create an airlock. Mm. As you reach the back locky, you can see these massive elemental engines, but they're not powering the castle itself. They're attuned to the element of air. As the airship comes in and docks on the edge of one of these massive gangplanks, you can see a number of stone giants begin walking down the pathway towards you. As they look down, a little bit in confusion, sort of still a bit stunned by the sunlight and the clean air and the blue sky above them, one of them looks down towards you, Loki, and speaks in giant. You are giant forged. Designation Loki Hobbs? Yes, that is certainly me. Sinmare has requested your presence, you and your companions. Please, if you would follow. We follow. As the giant sort of begins walking away, all of you guys, none of you speak giant, just see Loki sort of like speaking yep. back in giant, and then nod, and then Loki turns back to you guys. Yep. Um, they want us to go with us. Sinmare is expecting us. Delighted to lead the way. Oh, do we need to provide, like, a gift or something, some tribute to them? Um, I think I've got something that... Oh, what? Yeah. Just as a failsafe, though, I still have 70 pastries. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I okay. almost spat my drink out. Because <laughs> 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 I'll just have a little drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't do that. Um, it's probably <laughs> probably a very small snack for one giant seventy yeah, pastries. Yeah, um, oh, appetizer. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the Twitch stream uh, chat. Yeah, said, I saw. Do we have any pastries that. left? Uh, <laughs> keep it. It's good. Exactly. So obviously, obviously, Lockie knows that like that, that's just like not worth, like not even probably worth it. But I'm just sitting there, giving him like a reassuring thumbs up. <laughs> As you guys begin walking down the gangplank, you can see that the outside of the castle, while seemingly made of this beautiful stone, the inside is like something out of an alchemist's workshop. Pipes and tubes cover the surface of the castle. Clockwork is operating inside. The walls themselves have been converted into these clockwork mechanisms. And all throughout the castle, you can hear this constant... Lucky, as you step within... There's a sudden moment of unbalance as your internal systems immediately align to the castles. As your chronometer adjusts, synchronizes with the castle's energy, and you feel yourself 
recharging simply by being in this space, the energy within you restoring rapidly as you are fully charged. This entrance hallway that you step down is massive. The ceilings are easily 80, 90 feet high. But this isn't the main entrance to the castle. This is leading down a side alleyway along one of the walls, around on the inside of one of the walls. Giants of every type move throughout the castle. You pass storm and cloud giants, although you wouldn't know what they are. So I guess I so you pass giants with gray skin and very stone-like features as a car from the rock themselves. Giants with dark black skin, veins of red running through them like magma and hair aflame. Giants with ice blue skin, frost coalescing on their breath as they move throughout, the sound of their hair clinking like icicles. Giants high above, sitting on clouds that float through the air. And giants as they walk through, lightning crackling across their beards or hair, and occasionally onto the metal, grounding itself on the metal of the castle as you step along. As you reach a small antechamber, small for giants, I should say, the stone giant who's guarded you knocks very politely on the door and then opens it and gestures you inside. You see a workshop, a very familiar workshop for Loki. Along the wall hang various prototypes that look very similar to Loki. No spark of life in them, but elements. You see an arm that looks very similar to his pinned to the wall taken apart, opened up so that all the components are laid out and notes covering the wall around each of these components. As you track your head around, you see a point where they almost look exactly like Loki and then continue improving. As you slowly finish the circular gaze of the room, you see future designs, designs of Loki that have not yet been implemented designs that Sinmare must have been working on during their banishment away from this realm. You see a version of Loki fully clad in this almost like sleek uh, relegated armor that folds across and forms these smooth curves, jets on the arms and legs to allow for travel. Wow. And in the center, the spinning core has now been replaced by this section of almost to your eyes would look like cubes folding in on one another, contained within a glass sphere. A tesseract, a true tesseract. The door at the far end opens and through it steps a younger giant woman. You can see her eyes are red, tears still staining the sides of her cheeks, her long white hair, once tightly bound into a beautiful long braid has come loose a little bit and she holds a large section of fabric she dabs at her eyes with her clothes are very light again those woven strips of fabric forming almost like an armor and as she steps into the room and sees you Loki, there's a moment of sadness before her her eyes break and her mouth breaks into a large beaming smile and as she runs forward to wrap you up in a hug, you find yourself growing back into your giant form as she holds you close. And you feel tears running down the back of your armor. I thought, I hoped that I would see you again, but I, it was a very slim hope. 
I I tell all the fluffy the odds. <laughs> I had I had I left hope behind a long time ago. I I did not know that I had been successful in trying to keep you here when when the spell when the effect went off I only had a few moments were you hurt we had no time to trial this technology what happened to you uh wait second I'm just catching up um is this during the fight or is this when the original this is uh, way way back when oh when the giants right, well, first vanished. I mean, you, you were mostly successful. Um, I did end up winding down. Oh, of course, without any of our technology to recharge you, there was no source. Oh, stupid, stupid. It's that. It's okay. I, I was dormant for a long time, but I was I was awakened once again. So when we vanished, all our technology failed as well. Yes. They truly did want us gone. All last traces of us, leaving nothing behind. Well, what was left behind was structures and monuments, things that we look to. Sorry, your friends, they cannot understand us. Uh, She reaches down and pulls out this device, clicks it a few times, and then presses it against your head. There's this sudden static as she absorbs the common language because the giants would never have had the common language never and as it sort of begins whirring to life she places it down presses a button and now all language spoken in front of this is translated to common regardless of what it is cool it's no it's 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 interesting hearing the giant giant yeah i've only studied from my tent my tent from my from my ruined delving i've been able been able to to not loud to myself but i've never actually that's a good point. Yeah, you wouldn't understand the spoken giant language. You'd only see it as written. And even then, like, you know a little bit of it, yeah. Clearly, I, I can speak it, but I think we spoke, spoke about it a while ago that I wouldn't, wouldn't actually understand it because I've like, only been able to figure it out from the ruins. Yeah, so, so your understanding is... This, this is the firm I've actually heard it spoken, spoken out of, so it's probably, like, way different. It's, it it's very been. lyrical, Yerveth. The first yeah. thing that strikes you is it kind of moves. The, the the voice never really cuts out, unlike the hard consonants that Common has and Elvish even has. The language flows almost like water as it as it travels. Um, yeah. It's weird to think about because it's like, I didn't like learning, learning a language and hearing it and just reading mm. like a piece of yeah. paper. That's kind of, that's kind of how Yerveth is reacted. He's mm-hmm. like, he probably, yeah. He, he had this whole preconceived idea about what probably sound like, like from what he read, and it's like com- completely different. So he's probably really like very like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> as the giant, as the giant woman turns towards you, she, I mean, to your eyes, she looks like she is a a woman probably in her late twenties, pale bluish white skin, white hair, very, um, very dark blue, intense eyes um round rounded human-like ears very very human looking just massive she's about i think from memory she's about 80 feet tall or 60 feet tall she's very she's, she's a storm giant she's big boy um and as she as she sort of turns towards you and, and nods the device now on it is a pleasure to meet you i am sinmare sinmare mionstotter or mionstottinger she would say 
Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm suddenly quite nervous. No, this is, um, these are my friends. This is the Tempest Guild. Hello, hello. Shining just a little shy wave. My, my name is Jeff. Nice to meet you. I try to, I try to say it in like my best giant, just having heard the language. Oh. She, she gives you a little, a little wry smile and nods, um, touches her forehead and chest and bows to you. Tis, oh. I have seen glimpses of your travels with Loki, the connection occasionally would let some data through. That is how I knew Loki was still online and transmitting, but I had no way of knowing when the information was sent from. I... Time was different in the astral space. For us, it has only been maybe two or three decades on Nostea, but for you, it has clearly been a lot longer. The data from your chronometer, Loki, indicates it has been hundreds of years. That that is very concerning. This world is not how we left it. My mother is already meeting with some members of this Palin city below us. This land where this city sits, this used to be where the Storm Redau was situated. But now I think we are going to have to move. Is it a big issue to move the castle? I mean, it's floating as it is, but is it sort of bound to this general location? It's not a technical issue, more of a connection. For hundreds or so generations, our family were buried in the crypts below the storms without. That area did not come through. Now the city is built on top of them. I see that the dragons also used this area for burial. So, look, I, I'm not sure if this would work, but we have a massive crater in our city now. Um, is it possible that maybe, I don't know how big your castle is and if it would fit, but is there a potential place there for you guys? I did a scan of the area where the Well of Dragons is located. The, again, we need to talk about Tiamat, <laughs> but no, it is too small. This castle is, is uh, huge. It is so large. I am. I have a, a scan running. Uh, two of my giant forged are working on a uh, analysis pattern to see if there are any places that we could position the castle. Uh, you say two giant forged? Yes, uh, uh, Loki. Uh, not like you. Um, you oh, are no. unique. I have I have never made another giant forged like you, and I don't think I will ever be able to do so again. The magic that led to your creation was uh, a miracle. I, I, I once in a million chance that I have not been able to replicate, despite my many trials. No, these are not lesser, but different. Still, I mean, I have, I have family. Yes, you have, you have quite a bit of family. The astral space is not um, a great place for those of us who need to breathe. So we had to make do creating uh, creatures who could traverse the outskirts of the castle for us. Patch holes, make repairs. What was that like? Like astral space, taste? 
cold and dark. There was a moment when we were first pulled through before our mages used their knowledge of the elemental magics and their wisdom to create a pocket of air around us where I felt the air pulled from my lungs. I felt a cold, this this burning cold across my body. I could not open my eyes. They were frozen shut. And then with a rush, the air returned in a shell around us. But we lost a number of giants that day. Friends and family lost to the void. It has been difficult. But from what I can gather, your people know nothing of our banishment, or very little. Just rumors and myth. Indeed. There is going to be a lot of conflict in the coming months. There are some amongst the giants, groups of them, who believed that we should seek revenge, take back our lands for the promises that were broken. My father kept all the giant clans in check, but with my father gone and my mother trying her best, I think there are some troubled times to come. You mentioned promises broken. Um, I'm sorry, but I, I don't think a lot of people know what the history of the promises are. Is there some sort of, uh, if we knew what it was, could reparations be made somehow? To... The elves, the dwarves, and the dragons, when they arrived through our portals, they were fleeing, seeking asylum. And we granted them temporary stay on our world. For 100 years, they were granted giant land to rebuild, to recover, to gather their strength and find a new world. But as the days grew closer to their departure, to the end of the agreement, no world was found to be suitable for them. Despite the hundreds that we explored through the portals, none was right according to their new gods. And then, a coalition of these gods murdered Anam, the Allfather, and used his dying energy to banish all of his children, all giants, to the astral space. Rather than give up their power, the gods chose to remove us instead, knowing that when their believers left, they would lose their power also. I don't think there's coming back from that. Perhaps they'd be common when There is the darkness in in the works. Zah himself of I do not know. I thankfully that decision and those choices I left to my mother. I can focus on my research instead and hopefully Hopefully, busy myself with reactivating all of our technology that was left behind, all of our magics and works. There are a lot of things 
buried and forgotten in this world that can now be awoken. It's true. The rest of the giant forged of Nostea, they still slumber in the catacombs. They just have been awaiting our, our return and the return of our elemental energy. We can restore the rest of them. In fact, I would not be surprised if many of them were waking up as we speak. When? Oh, sorry, you're dropping out there, Ali. What were you saying? Oh, sorry. When... I'm just thinking about things that we could do to sort of, you know, should conflict arise, just potential solutions almost. You mentioned that you found several um, worlds that you explored but were told to be unsuitable. Were they actually unsuitable, or was it just the old gods that were claiming such? My father kept me a bit separate from this as much as he could, but as the person who had the most knowledge about the portals and the gateways, I had a glimpse into the data that came through from these. I mean, part of them were based on my designs and my improvements. These worlds were not unsuitable. They might not have been as perfect as Nostea is, but they would have been fine. With work, with efforts, they could have been transformed into homes for these people, homes for the elves, the dwarves, and the dragons. I but think maybe... They... Maybe that could be another possibility. I mean, not now, but, you know, once everything's all settled and your technology's all back up to speed, maybe one of these worlds could be altered um, and even maybe if it's not so much a case where everyone's forced out um, you know to give the giant land back but maybe just having options could at least stem some of the seeds from of conflict from growing she gives you a very sad smile oh sorry you got lucky no I was just, I was just agreeing getting some elbow room I think she that this is already sounding divisive she gives a very sad smile. Your people now have lived on these lands for generations, some of them for generations and generations. If it had only been a few years, maybe it would be different. But this has been your people's home now for hundreds of years. The land is not even as we remember it. It is not going to be as easy as asking people to leave. If you were asked to leave your home, could you do it? Because a thousand years ago it belonged to another? So some of these may just, just to leave. They have no around for a very long time. They lived to a very age, but the humans? I don't think, don't think so. The humans lived too short lives to really have perspective like that. But all of this knowledge was kept from you. The elves, the dwarves, the dragons clearly had no interest in sharing this and locked it away. This knowledge. I sense a magic here, some sort of mass memory change or mass alter memory. I've sensed it since we first arrived. There was an effort to conceal this knowledge, whether by the races themselves or by the gods, maybe regretting their decisions or not wanting to be discovered for their betrayal of the giants. That was certainly what Tiamat was suggesting. Yes, we should talk about Tiamat. You have blocked her. Your efforts allowed us to return. You you 
took control of her resurrection and turned it into our return. We thank you, all of us. There will be much time for the celebrations of this in the coming days, but there's still a time to mourn. My father gave his life to save this world. Sacrifice I know he would make again. But your people have been saved as well. I hope that there is recognition of this amongst your kind. We are not invaders. We are not... We are not invaders. It was not us. You are our saviors. When she mentions her um, her father's death again, Lockie will bring out a little moat. You see her eyes kind of cloud over. She reaches out and takes it very gently, clutches it close to her chest, a single tear rolling down her cheek and splashing onto the floor. For the small folk in the room, it's massive. This tear drop. But there's a, a little button on the side. When you have a moment, there's some words for you. Thank you. Thank you, Lucky. My mother speaks with these politicians and council members from Palin, as well as some wizards from this place called the Unseeable University, I believe it is called. I will be uh, unseen. Unseen University. Tenses are a bit different in the languages. I am expected to go and attend these. I have been away for far too long. The rest of you, by now your airship should have been repaired. I gave instructions to the artificers on the docks to repair your ship. When you arrived, I saw that it had taken some damage. It has been repaired. Um, Please, I ask that Loki you stay with me. The rest of you, it might be time for you to go for the time being. But I will come and visit you with Loki in this night hall of yours in, <laughs> in the oxen fort. Uh, the same magic that Loki uses to shrink himself down. I can do a similar thing on myself when times call for it. Ah. It is just an adaption of the spell in large reduce. Do you know we have much to learn from each other? I think that is true. In case you haven't heard it enough today, well done, all of you. You stopped a great evil from returning to the world. But even though she is not here, what she represents still stays and lingers. Tyranny. A lust for power. Even the giants are not immune. There are those among us who are already looking at my father's throne with jealousy and with lust. I think we are in for more difficult times. I hope hope we can use this opportunity to to both further our cultures and our peoples of the the peoples of Bear and of the giants. Perhaps we can walk this this path together rather rather than not. That is what I wish. That is what I will fight for. Thank you, all of you, for taking care of my Loki for so long. For keeping him safe. For keeping him in one piece. Thank Um, you. 
done the same for us. Well, I, I started saying this before. Um, <laughs> everything that I said, um, but I do mean it. I meant it then, and I mean it now. Um, you will see me soon. We have much work to do. Oh, are we going to find out? Oh, you go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, know where to find you now. now look. Yes. Far away, after all. No. Um, I mean, just find the gigantic floating city, I guess. Yeah, yeah pretty hard to miss. <laughs> oh, there are more. This is not the only one. The Storm Throughout is the largest of our strongholds, but there were another six who will have come through at the different locations all around Nostea. Oh. Wow. Okay. Cool. All right. Find the biggest. <laughs> Sorry, just before we go, um, just a little bit of clarification. These other castles that have come through, um, were you all in regular communication? I mean, these other castles, they haven't come through swinging, have they? I don't know what decisions have been made upon finding that their land is different than they remember. Without the benefit of my knowledge, I don't know how they will have reacted. I can say oh. with some confidence that Ganglot, the Jarl of the Hill Giant clan, most likely will have come through somewhat swinging. I sent a message urgently when we came through, but I had no reply. I have sent a scout ahead to try and contact him and bring his fort to the ground as soon as possible before he tries to rain boulders down upon the land. Oh, that's a good idea. Ganglot is a vicious brute. Lusts for combat and for blood, and he has been festering a hatred for all those who remained behind Nostea. Okay, that might be a bit, a bit of a problem. Yeah. Out of the fire and into the frying pan for us all, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With that, in the interests of uh, not going too over time, as I see we're approaching the two hour mark. As you guys head back to the airship, leaving Lockie behind, the airship has been fully repaired and upgraded. <coughs> you can hey. see the engines, the engines have been modified to allow for elemental energy. No longer does it use <laughs> Someone's very this happy. <laughs> output of power. The airship bends air around itself to glide effortlessly through the skies yes. as it uses the element of air. On top of that, you can also see that the lance at the front has been modified to use the element of fire as well. <laughs> as you get back on board, the airship begins making its way, probably I'd say at this point, probably back to Oxenfurt would be fair to say for the rest of you. Yeah. Yep. yeah. What is, is Arvel with all of this like, like uh, upgrade to the ship? Arvel's just, just sitting like, there, just, just like happen. wide-eyed looking around the ship <laughs> with this like grin on his face and like, Touching stuff and kind of go, oh, oh, that's very nice. <laughs> oh, that's very, very nice indeed. Oh, <laughs> it's just like looking over this thing. And then as as he sort of gets over, he's, you know, this, you know, this only took them like five minutes. They just came on and they were like waving their hands and the metal flowed like liquid and like covered things. It was amazing. I want, I want to understand this magic. This is. If I could mold metal to my will, <laughs> he's getting really excited. <laughs> maybe, um, uh, maybe you can convince them to let you have an internship with them at some point. 
Ah, yes. They did call me Little Lion Man a few times. I'm assuming that's a term of endearment. Oh. <laughs> yes, as I as I stepped off the gangplank, one of them said, "Hello, little lion man." <laughs> and then he said, "Tremble, little lion man," as I stepped back. Lizzie, <laughs> 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 you don't get the reference. You need to listen to the music. Oh, Mumford and Sons. Um, um, yes. As the airship starts to take off, I'm going to use a fourth level spell slot to do find greater seed to so ten minutes. Um, I'm going to summon my free, like um, my rev back, um, and then I'm going to sort of look at everyone that's on sort of the top. Well, um, this has been quite a ride, hasn't it? I started off as, you know, just a bit of an outsider, I guess. Like came from the Harpers and just a bit of an outside hire. Helps you guys along in in, in that span. I've become one of you part of the guild I do have some other things that I need to sort of make sure I need to make sure everything is fine at Palin for the time being anyway so this is a goodbye for now but you should all see me again very soon I'm sure you're always goodbye Paul Jim what was that sorry Mira I said you were always welcome in the guild hall. Oh, of course. That wouldn't be fun without me, to be honest. <laughs> it's oh, been a pleasure to get to know you, Jen. Ah, brother, brother, it has, hasn't it? <laughs> Put him there! <laughs> ah, I give him a handshake. Yeah, one of those, like, real... Forearm <laughs> clasp. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Leosin steps up towards you, Jin. Shakes your hand. I spoke to Azua, and we had something made if you ever decided to join the guild. And he pulls oh. out a patch that he hands you with the insignia of the Tempest Guild on it. Oh, you ever, if you ever feel like you want to stitch this onto your clothes or cloak or something, you're welcome to. And well, you're always welcome nice to the guild. To, this will look nice to, um, next to the other ones. Thank you. That's, uh, that's very nice. <laughs> it's well, been a pleasure, Jin. Oh, of course. Now, I have to get going. I have to make sure Susurus is fine. And As as leaving, leaving Nerveth in Sylvan is going to say, tell, tell they, I said hi. Hope tell blown. who? The Fae. Oh, right. Because I know <laughs> Sylvan now, don't I, Owen? Yes, you do. Yes. Yeah. Um, I sort of, I say it back. Oh, you are full surprises, Yerveth. Um, I shall. I think I might go and... After I've settled things in Palin, I think I might go and visit the Fey. Go see the Fey Wilds a little bit. Hang out with Titania, you know. <laughs> Got a bit of an in there, so. <laughs> just I think Lyra is just terrified at that sentence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, 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 just watch yourself, yourself, Jim. Oh, of course. Oh, now then, Make I sure guess you come I'll back. go. Oh, I will always come back. Oh, I'll, I'll, don't worry. You will hear my um, lovely music for the, through the halls in. Uh, no time at all, but I must also see how Gloria's doing. I don't want her outdoing me in the Harpers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we might have stopped Tiamat, but I'm sure she's done, got her grubby hands on something to get over me, so. Okay. I love you all. It's been a fine adventure. I shall see you all soon. See you on the next one. Um, and then with that, I sort of 
catapult off the edge with my Firev and then sort of glide back up. I'll use a um, major image third level, my last third level spot, and then um, I'll just do an like that amazing like fireworks display, all these different moving like uh, mm. shapes and maybe like, I don't know, dragons probably aren't the greatest idea at the moment, so we might not stick with them. <laughs> just flashes of light and patterns and flowers and all sorts of Just a of bunch like of like awesome and, yeah. Like, yeah, and then it's like almost the sound of like merriment and like almost like a fair is playing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it just says, uh, yeah, farewell. Like he's, he's a bit of a jokester, but for the last bit, I think he, he won't play a prank on people. I think he wants to, to end quite on a merry sort of joyous you know, moment as okay. I fly to Palin to connect back up with Susurus, see how the Harpers are doing, see how Glory is doing. As you sweep and, and down help, to the and help the Bard's College as well, like rebuild yeah. and stuff. As you sweep down to the city below, Susurus finds you quite quickly, accompanied by Gloria. Gloria gives you offers a hand to shake, and compliments you on your defeat of a, 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 a sliver of a god. <laughs> Does she say that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look. I, I take you her hand. Sliver like, of a god. Well done, I guess. She holds out a hand. I give. I, I give. I shake her hand. I'm not very strong, but I put as much like strength as I can to him. Like in sort of gritting my teeth, I go, "Thanks, Gloria. That was so nice of you to say." <laughs> I, I'm sure you did your best. You should have seen my cast three disintegration spells. Oh yeah. Absolutely tore the shit out of it. No, oh, well, well, probably more uh, than you did because I was taking out the sliver as, as you said. She pulls her hand back. You were just and then cast oh. shocking grasp on you. <laughs> I am resistant to lightning, so <laughs> as the lightning over. No, it's only it's only a very gentle one. It's not to actually do damage. Yeah. She does this very like static electricity. Susurra steps in. All right, all right, all right, great. I cast a lot of work to her. do. <laughs> she counter spells. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Put Sorry, your dicks sucks. away. Okay. Yep. <laughs> oh well, that that's, doesn't really apply to me, and you know that. Um, as you as you say that, Susurus just grabs you by the face and drags both of you through the city streets towards the edge <laughs> of the crater. There's a lot of work to do. Get fucking started, all right? And then leads I you guys to. I just to God. Let me have one day's rest. She ignores you and stalks off in the other direction, her tiefling tail flicking like a cat's as she moves through the streets. Jin, you spend as long as you want to helping out in the city. There is so much to do. The, can, the group of wizards from the Unseen University are doing a huge amount of good, but they're not able to do anything for the people, only for objects. And so you and Gloria and a number of other Harpers who you recognize begin moving through just behind the wizards, pulling people out of the rubble as the rubble reassembles back into buildings and applying medical aid wherever you can, magical aid and medical aid. It's pretty grim work. A number of people didn't make it, but there's My, um, more survivors. Just, just, than not. Yep. Sorry, just let you know, I'll be probably using animate objects as well. Yes, um, sort to of, help you but search. Like a different sort of tool, like, like, like I'll use like maybe the, the massive one the the mm. huge oh, yeah. one and that's actually able to pick up stuff and help with that and maybe you animate some of the rubble well. into like this big stone golem that begins yeah like, pretty much the rubble up. yeah nice um 
Gloria Gloria does the exact same thing as you do that and it works really well. Gloria goes, oh, that's not a bad idea. And then does the exact same thing as the two of you working together, a number of bars rushing around. I upcast it to six level. Okay, amazing. Um, so it's a little bit better. It's a little bit better. Um, as, as you go through, th- there's there are more survivors than there are people who, who lost their lives and people who should not have survived but somehow did, whose quick whose lives are saved by the quick work of the Wizards and the Bards College working together. When you finally head to bed in the dorm rooms of the Palin Bards College, dawn is just about breaking, but you have no trouble falling asleep. Exhausted and as tapped out as you are, sleep comes for you very quickly. And in your dreams, you find yourself moving through the Fey Wilds, a dance seems to be happening in some woodland court. On one side you see Fay wrapped in green vines, their faces half obscured by the light shining from above, and on the other, a group of Fay wearing thorns and brambles, their faces hidden in shadow. And you realise this dance is a battle between the Fay, the Archfey, the Seely and the Unseely courts. This isn't a real battle. A dance is taking the place of the battle. This stylized, emotional version of a combat. And as a number of satyrs dance through the middle, weaving their way through the other players, wearing this long paper mache fabric dragon representation, you realize that that probably is Tiamat, or a representation of her. As she moves through the players, the dance changes tempo and frequency. And then when finally the dragon is defeated, slain by a hero, you see the members of the Unseely Court stand and applaud raucously, while the members of the Seely politely sit in place, clapping gently. And then a new player steps onto the stage as the others clear. An elf... A ladron, most likely, dressed all in red, with swirls of black painted across his body, forming these twisting patterns. And as he steps on and begins spinning rapidly, you sense a foreboding, a knowledge that okay. something else is coming. Okay, that's that's cool. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, that's different. We're going to jump back to the rest of the group, jump back in time a little bit. As the airship starts making its way to Oxenfurt, a draconic form flies over the ship, and just as it's about to land, <laughs> forms itself into a silver dragonborn, Elia. She rushes over to you, Mira, and Yerveth. Um, I've just had news. There are a large number of, a large number of, of Drake Wardens that have suddenly started to emerge, people manifesting dragons. Yerveth, I need you if you are willing. Of course. I'm happy to help. Our first stop is to Veloxa, a number of the Dragonborn. It seems to be a higher concentration amongst the Dragonborn population, but there are many others. We are going to be on the road for quite a bit of time. Is Eleanor up for a big flight? What are you going on? And all, Eleanor lets out this baying bark and sprays this gout of colourful flames into the sky. I will take that as an emphatic yes. yes. <laughs> Mira, 
My offer still stands. If you ever wanted to come and join the council in Palin, I am sure they would love to have you, but I see that you have built a life for yourself here. A life that you love and cherish. So I leave the choice to you. Whenever I am in Oxenfurt, I will come and see you, of course. And whenever you are in Veloc, sir, you best do the same. But for the time being, I think our paths diverge. I think they are for now. I think there is a part to play for me. I don't know what it is yet, but I need to go and reconnect with the things that matter. And I will be back. Wonderful. All of you, take a well-earned rest. I'm sure there will be more for you to do in the coming days. For now, rest. Yaveth, we must fly as if the wind is on our backs. Come. And with that, Elia rushes to the edge of the ship and throws herself overboard, back into the full dragon form that wheels around the ship, forming almost like this loop as it flies over and then begins taking off. I pass over to you. Yaveth takes a look back at Akin. Well, I guess this is this my then. Gotta make a move. Miss you all for allowing me to be a part of this crazy fan family when I didn't have one. <laughs> Leosin pats you on the back. Sounds like you might have a much larger family than you ever thought. Well, that's right. Here I am. I'm a few months ago, wishing that, that I had something or thing or someone, and well, now, now I have all of you, everyone else. Sounds like you might have a whole people. Drake Warden's returning. Today I'm. I said, been a long time. Mira will come up to you and give him a big hug, and just step away, and she'll say, "You are destined for great things, Yaveth." Thank you, Mira. Make sure that the Drake Warden know of what we fought for today I will, I will make they realize this, the future that you that you created for us and yeah this, if you do get to a point where things seem like no one's listening to you or it's too hard just remember we believe in you uh, I, have, I don't have to have to worry about I've been by the best politician in all of Mistea <laughs> so look at Ilya <laughs> Elia's like flying around the ship at this point, <laughs> yeah. like a geostationary orbit, while she waits for Yev to say his goodbyes, not wanting to rush him. You'll come back at some point, yeah? You're not gone forever. No, of course not. I won't, I won't be gone forever. This might be, this might be some time, depending on how many of these drac records ever went. There's, there's still so I have to attend to as well. Like, need to chat to Dalen and make sure, sure that his adventures in the north are going, going well. Well, he'll be interested to know that the Jew that the Zabakli may need and that his people, his talents to assist us is ahead. But, but no, I'll have to be around, around. Oh, better. Cool, There's no resistance on the back of a dragon. That's no, safe. I feel, feel like safe. the world elf has opened up. Like, no place is that far away now. Until we meet again. Until then, 
And with that, Farewell. you climb on Eleanor's back. Eleanor raises her wings, catches the wind off the deck of the ship. And as you begin flying with Elia towards Veloxur, leaving behind the Tempest Adventuring Guild, there's a sense of sorrow that comes from Eleanor, but also a sense of excitement, of anticipation of what's to come. It only takes you two days to fly to Veloxur, Elia using her magic to help keep both you and Eleanor refreshed and awake, prevent exhaustion setting in. And as you arrive in the city, you are given accommodations within the inner ring, something that has not been extended to non-Dragonborn for a very long time. The council seems to be ruling wisely at this point. The coalition of Dragonborn who have representation in the council underneath... um, Oh God, what was Hazard's character's name again? Not a scan. I, like, um, I, like, I like to think during the, Akane, the travel there. Akane. Akane. Yeah, during the travel. During the, during the travel there, because you have, you have a thought that doesn't really sleep being being a wood elf, um, I imagine I'm just like meditating and just trying to be, trying to be in tune with Eleanor as well, like, almost like sleep fluff line. If that makes sense. It's kind of yeah, you, you find yourself seeing through her eyes as you fly over to the point where you That's kind cool. of, you can't really tell the difference between your body and her body. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. As you as you yeah, as, as you arrive in Veloxur in the capital of Chiari, yeah, it looks like Ekani and the delegation of Dragonborn have enacted quite a number of changes throughout the city. And as you land and gesture to your rooms and accommodation, have a good night's sleep, finally rest and relax, and then emerge the next morning bright and ready. Nine Drake Wardens have been brought before you. Akani being one of them. Oh shit. <laughs> Okay. Their, drakes, their drakes are small, only about the size of dogs at this stage, having only just awoken to their powers. All dragonborn in Veloxur. And you can see that the drakes are just in varied in personality as the people are. Some are playful, some are mischievous, some are quiet. Akani's is bold and brave and outgoing. Kind of a little bit in contrast to Akani, who's quite sort of pulled back and a bit more thoughtful. And as your first day of training begins, there's a real sense of purpose from Eleanor that suffuses you and fills you. Jumping back to Mira and Shana. The ship is also carrying, I should have specified before, is also carrying Azua, Leosin, and Lyra back to Oxenfurt. Shana, as you spend the first night on the airship, you find yourself pulled into a dream. A large black lake, bottomless to your eyes. Your reflection murky and shadowy below you. Standing on the lake is a familiar figure, Barris. However, as he turns to look at you, you can see that a lot of that draconic essence he'd absorbed is now gone torn away and the sections where the wings had grown where the horns were is actually leaking this dark smoke and as he smiles at you you see him glitch for a second almost like the smoke begins to come undone before reforming Mm. well Shana we did it we did indeed Tiamat was stopped from coming through and the giants are back as Lucky said that they could come. Uh, 
this this is this is new. Um, I'm I'm assuming it's something to do with Tiamat. When I infused you with my essence, I opened myself up for a counterattack from Tiamat. I took it like a champ, but she was not happy to discover that I had stolen some of her essence. She took it back. Forcefully. Sounds painful. Yes. It will take some time for the wounds to heal, being not of a physical nature, but more of a spiritual nature. It will take some time for them to recover. But exciting things ahead, Shana. Giants are back, which means we need to learn as much as we can about their technology. I've already started putting my feelers out, whispering to a few choice members of their delegation. I do, however, have some tasks that I think you're perfectly suited for, if you're still willing to continue our arrangement. I know our deal was to bring me through, but then when we changed it to allow the giants, I would argue that you fulfilled your contract, if you wanted it to be done. I think I owe it to both myself and almost to you to see this through. I mean, it's you, you didn't have to help us in the way that you did with Tiamat, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, help you get through to where you want to be, if that's here, if that's somewhere else. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm not going anywhere just yet. Although, the Giants did say a very interesting tidbit of information, which is there are plenty of other worlds that are um, perfectly inhabitable. And so I'm thinking once we get you back through, um, I don't know, maybe it could be worth making a plan B. Just in case, uh, you know, it all goes to hell in a handbasket again. Uh, you know, a backup planet does not sound like a bad idea. I might have a bit of a look, see if there's any planes that I can already access that seem hospitable, but open to my moulding and influence. We'll have to make sure that none of those cheeky parasitic gods have taken up residence. It's uh, unclaimed. Uh- Yes, uh, uninhabited, if uh, if at all possible. It's um, don't want to have the same issue that the giants are having right now. No, I did hear a little bit more about that. Looks like some of your gods have a bit to answer for. I wonder how long it'll take before their prayers dry up. Hmm. I don't know, but I'm starting to wonder if um, stopping Tiamat has just sort of opened up this giant... I don't know what box of, of chaos. Can of dragons. <laughs> yes. But. Well, you know how much I do love a little bit of chaos. And the giants returning certainly is going to create that. More than a little bit. But most importantly, gives us access to people who were long thought to be believed dead. And it looks like they've been working very hard while they've been stuck in the astral space. How ingenious to channel the elements, the elemental magic, to help create survivable and, frankly, quite nice, hospitable digs in the astral plane. I think I I need to understand how that works. Absolutely. I mean, we thought the bridge itself was cool. Um, Being able to move an entire castle out would be just awesome, but... I was also thinking you could probably use that same technology underwater. I envisage a craft, something small, sleek, can move through air, water, and the astral space. Mm. I think I know just the architect who could help us build it. Certain 
certain lion folk on your ship, Arvul, who I've had a little bit of a chat to. You should have seen Michael's face there. I was watching the cameras and his face. And you, you heard, it was funny. <laughs> it's a shame. Was that sh- you whispering little lion man in his ear? No, I had nothing to do with that. But that's not a bad opener to get his attention. Clearly it works. No, I... Arvel and I are now acquainted, thanks to your introductions via Loki. And seeing as Loki is so dedicated to working with the giants rather than me, I've had to make other arrangements. But if you think he'd still be interested, I'm happy to reach out. See if we can make something fruitful. God. A touch base, I mean, never hurts to ask. But do make sure you give them an option to say no. I always do. I'm never, I never put people in positions where they feel they have only one choice but to say yes. I just make sure that the yes is a much more appealing offer than the no. Is that so wrong? <laughs> yeah, well, I think sometimes, you, you know, you have to take the help that you can get. You can't afford to be choosy. Couldn't agree more. Unfortunately, I think we've used up my powers for the moment. You watch as he slowly begins to dissipate. Can't even maintain a goddamn dream sequence for that long. This is going to be frustrating. Well, enjoy some time off then, Shana. Any whispers you might be able to pick up about the giants and what they're doing, I'd be most appreciative. And maybe stick close to Lyra for the time being as well. I heard some whispers that the Fae have their eye on her as well. And your friend Jin, of course. The Unseelie Court have their eyes on Lyra. Probably best if you stay close to her for the time being. Yes, no, um, try not to keep her out of sight. Or not out of sight, you know what I mean. Keep her in sight, yes. Yes. Well, good luck, and I'll hopefully have some tasks for you soon. Until then, ta-ta. Watch as Varys fades away, and your dream turns into a normal dream. Peaceful sleep as you finish your long rest. As you arrive back at the Night Hall, Griswold is already there waiting for you, having teleported back. Um, You can see that the Night Hall has changed a bit since you were last there. It's been expanded, another whole story added as the roof has been raised and positioned. The small wooden dock that led down to the water has been transformed into a full space for the airship to park in the river. So it transitions into a into a ship and parks outside the night hall. No longer do you go to the airship docks. You have your own special dock. And you can see that the blacksmith's um, shop run by Howls Under the Earth is a bustling, successful blacksmith's. People lined up around the corner waiting for her wares. Mira, as you arrive back into your room, Take a moment to kind of stretch and pause. Take a big breath in. A knock comes at the door. Right. <laughs> Open the door. Azua stands there, a big beaming smile on his face. Well, I think it's just us now from the original crew. Looks like it. Do you this- did you did you end up getting those new recruits? Are they any good? Well, actually, now that you mention it, I, I have had uh, had a request come in to investigate some strange disappearances around this town called Dowerbridge. I've uh, I've organised a group and sent them out uh, just before all of this kicked off, really. Excellent. Well, 
actually, no, sorry, he wouldn't say that. He'd say, I've just sent them off this morning, actually. <laughs> Took a while for you to get back via airship. Yeah, sorry, I've just realized that the Giants had to be back for the portal to open. Yes. Well, um, but I was hoping, I've seen some resumes that have come in. Obviously, the news that you've defeated Tiamat has, has reached its way back to the Guildhall, and I made a point of going and visiting uh, Sylvia Whistlewood and letting her know what, we, what we'd done. I believe she'll be popping by this morning with a, a number of hopeful candidates. We've been approved for a, a third team as it were. Oh, it's just getting bigger and bigger. The hall's looking amazing, by the way. Are these, are the resumes complete? Are they, you know? I've already sifted through. The ones that were written in crayon are in the outbox. Very good. <laughs> I, I've kept it. It has to be a minimum of three pages. I, I thought you'd approve. I do. We're well, becoming quite professionals, aren't we? I think we are. And I was going to say, I think this guild has needed a chief administrator and while I think I have filled the position I don't think I fit it perfectly I think I can be a bit of an ideas man but I think when when things happen I I, I sort of don't know the finer details like how to make these things happen I kind of like have these great ideas like oh let's have an airship dock and then yeah. I kind of have to get other people to help me like make it happen because like, I had this plan of like just strapping it to the roof but I was told that that was silly and would overbalance the entire matter <laughs> oh, oh. how much did this come Maybe we could ask Lockie about that, actually. <laughs> yes, yes. Option. Well, uh, it's not. It doesn't matter now. We've got it on the on the on the waterline. Uh, Leosin helped me with that, but uh, Leosin's. Um, well, I mean, we've got three teams to manage. He's kind of taken on more of a communications role, uh, point mm. man, as it were, to help like coordinate and, and talk to each of the different teams. What I'm hoping is that you'll take over as the chief administrator, and I can sort of take on a role as kind of like your. You're yes man. And I'll like come to you with ideas and you can then like make them happen. I do have one idea actually I've been thinking about. Oh yes. I love ideas. Well, you know, I don't, I've been told that I don't have much of imagination, but I've been thinking we have such an amazing amount of magic amongst mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be the answer to what's going to happen now with the Giants. We need, we need everyone. We need more magic. We need, I want to study things a little bit. Uh, I think we can, I think we can organize that. I, I, it sounds like you'd like a library of some sorts with a lot of tomes collected from the, uh... As long as it follows the Dewey Decimal System. Yes. The dewey drakeable system <laughs> yeah, i mean you, you you'll be in charge of it uh you can you can be the the head the, the head librarian as well if you like i think the more we can learn the more we'll have answers i think so too well let's have a look through these resumes and then i was thinking we could organize some sort of interview in a in a maybe a couple of weeks and then oh. we could interview these new these new staff members Potential oh. recruits together. You uniforms? <laughs> ah, the uniforms. Yes, I, that's something we need to work. On. I haven't done that properly yet. I had a few ideas, and I and I commissioned them to be made, and then I was told that they were too small and too big, and it was a problem. So I've had to I've had to put that on hold. Let's do this. Azua reaches out, pulls you into a big hug, and then together, as the joint leaders of the guild, you head downstairs to spend a morning looking over the paperwork getting everything in order and having a bit of a sticky beak at these potential new recruits. Hmm. As you look through very briefly, 
a number of them do stand out as being of particular interest. And as you put these five aside, marked for interview immediately, (laughs) you look forward to the future of the Tempest Guild with hope and optimism. Lockie. Yes. On board the Sky Castle. It is chaotic, but somehow familiar as the giants begin adapting to being back and communication lines are engaged once more. It's revealed that a number of the giant castles having now arrived back in Nostea and with the news of King Mjorn's death have declared themselves as candidates for the next head of the five council. Council of Five. Mm. Without King Mjorn to guide them and with with Queen Chimere, Chimere oh, sorry, Queen Chimere, still grieving the loss of her husband. The Council of Five. Okay, sorry, Council of Six, the old thing, the Council of Six, is in chaos. And with no one else to step up and lead the storm giants and the storms redoubt, Sinmare is forced to in her in her mother's place. With you at her side to help advise her on the new lands that they have arrived in and to help take her mind off things when she needs it, to experiment and to tinker with her artificing creations. On the fourth day, news comes in. A town far to the north of Oshia seems to have been attacked by one of the giant clans. The town itself scattered the people running for the hills as the giants tore apart and unearthed some massive stone and metal construct beneath the ground. You send a message to the Tempest Guild. Sinmare unable to take the Storm's Redoubt that far that quickly. You send a message to Mira and to Azua to send a team to investigate. A small team, a team of five. And that is where Tyranny of Dragons ends. Oh, yeah! Damn! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow! Now, are there any are there any secrets or questions that you've always wanted to know the answers to that I've not been able to give you while we were in the campaign? I can already tell you that there are a couple of alternate futures I'd love to yeah, share. What were the alternate endings? Yeah. If oh, infinite, but if there are a couple that came to my mind immediately, if yeah. you if Jin had, so let's say Loki hadn't tried to engage the portal, let's say Jin instead had been in charge, the mm. Fae would have opened up the connection and splintered it open allowing for free access to the Feywild from Nostea. That opening of the ways would have also opened up a number of the other realms as well. The elemental realms would have been accessible once more, um, as well as the Shadowfell and a couple of other regions sort of in the near proximity to the Feywild. Damn. Um, So are are the realms still not accessible now the giants are open? Now the giants are back. Realm, realm travel is once again possible on Nostea. Oh, uh, okay, cool. Because it's that's their technology. Cool. That's, oh, that's cool. It's their yeah, technology okay. that keeps it powered. Yeah, well. um, oh, well, just quickly, then I might pop in. Yeah. If that's the case, I think Jin's definitely very interested in the Feywilds. Mm. So he's yeah. definitely going to explore. And I, I, think, I think he's going to do almost like some spying as well, because he's probably a little bit perturbed by that spying. ominous... By that. 
I felt yeah, like I, I felt like I wanted great. to give Jin a hook to go investigate the Feywilds, and you've absolutely. Yeah, no, <laughs> so yeah, that's Brilliant. Oh, sorry, you go. You go. Well, I was okay. just going to say, and then he'll probably be doing something similar to like Lockie. How Lockie's giving a lot of intel on giants. Jin's yeah. definitely going to be giving a lot of intel on the um, Unsealy Court. That's the bad yeah, one. The, the Unsealy. Yeah, yeah. Well, not bad. Well, not bad. You know what I mean. The more. The, more, so the, yeah. the Seely and the Unseely. The Seely are generally benevolent to the Fey um, ideas. The Unseely are generally malevolent to the Fey's ideas of right. benevolent and malevolent. Unfortunately, those terms don't quite translate to mortals, and so um, both groups are capable of extreme acts of evil in your eyes, as well as extreme acts of good, because the morality of the Fey is very twisted in your eyes. It's very different to what you know. No, I still want to go there. Uh, me I too. Really I've been wanting to go there since I was seven. That'd be sick. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you had a question. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's weird referring to you as your actual names again. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, um, if you could say it, say if you're still a player, but what if Death had gone through the portal? If who? Sorry, Varus. If Varus had come through, I'm happy to share. If Varus had come through this time, um, he would have stripped Tiamat of that sliver, that splinter that's now in the Amulet of Elements, taken it for himself. Oh, okay. Um, sealed Tiamat back in Avernus. Um, he would have offered Shana a um, almost like a like a Deva-like position, like the Varus's version of a Deva, to turn her into that. And then he would have used that power to attempt to reopen and reactivate the giant portals on Nostea. And once he was successful in that, travel to somewhere with with Shana if she agreed to go with him. Oh wow! Okay. Somewhere. <laughs> I'm not giving too much away. He's still a player, so I wasn't expecting things that much. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Uh, another one. Another yeah. one. What, what about Diderus? I was just going to ask that. That's what I wanted to ask. That's what I wanted to ask. Yep. So, what Diderus what really wanted to do, what Diderus was going to use that very last influence on Loki to do, was going to yeah. influence Loki to rather than connecting to the giants or to Avernus connecting to his tomb and releasing him <laughs> and then absorbing the remaining energy to become a god. Oh my god. <laughs> but then the tiny wimey stuff like kind yeah. of it absolutely be, be, because of that because of the reversal of time on Loki because of that removal like literally like genuinely his future sight couldn't see that coming because it was a reversal of time so you can't he can't see the future yeah. and then see something reverse itself in time in the future it's not because it's it's a it's a complete um it's a complete um what's the word i'm looking for um it's not possible to see so he oh, literally like he, he saw one timeline and the timeline changed he couldn't have he couldn't have seen what was a yeah, random right. effect like it, so so yeah. his his timeline he could clearly see the timeline up until Loki touched the hourglass and then what he saw was a splintered timeline where things worked out as he wanted them to but the problem was that that wasn't the actual future as soon as Loki touched it there were two timelines now because there's one where Loki continues on and there's one where Loki goes backwards because when you time travel you don't actually time travel you are shunted into a parallel universe and pushed backwards along a time stream so he in one in one parallel version of events this is exactly what happens he gets exactly what he wants but in exactly, this time yeah, stream yeah. because we follow Loki um 
that doesn't happen. And so literally in his tomb, when that happens, he literally just sits up straight and goes, fuck. <laughs> As that effect activates. I'm going to imagine a do do like a, a, a multiverse storyline uh, rather interesting. There will be like, yeah. Um, like... The, the, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is that plan was fucked, but Lockie still has that recording of his oh, yeah. wisdom saying all that stuff. Oh, yeah. What my no. like uh pull 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 that curtain on Lockie a little bit. My my idea is if um I was thinking that if I got the um the final hit on Tiamat, one idea I had was I was gonna throw that into her more. Oh the recording. Yeah. yeah. Um and, and blown her up with whatever Diodorus is. Um so... but yeah, but that. And that, to him that's a form of magic. Well, so, so Diodorus, Diodorus is based a little bit on the Katech from the Name of the Wind and from the Wise Man's Sphere, but not in the same way where it can see every possible, where he can see every possible future and he and his words influence you forever and he can see every impact his words have. He can see a number of possible futures and he knows what words to say to kind of influence you, but he has to use a magical effect to guarantee the outcome that he wants because the further you are away from his influence and the more time has elapsed between when you last spoke to him, the random entropy of the universe has already changed things slightly from how he potentially envisaged them. So he, it's it's not like he's not as powerful as the Katech. He has like a, a, a lessened version of the Katech's power. Okay. So um, so um, listening to that recording wouldn't be the Oh okay. He had to he had to cast the magic on you to influence you, to okay. force you to do what he wanted. So he, he can he can say things that he thinks is gonna make you choose different options and he can kind of see the possible futures to know which ones are more likely to push you in a certain direction. But to, to actually force you to take an action, that was that magical suggestion, that special influence that he had. And that's that's the way I kind of turns the Katech into a balanced D&D encounter where yeah, you still yeah. made a saving role and it wasn't like this permanent thing where everything you do from now on, he's already foreseen and already accounted for. It's yeah. more like at three key moments, he can choose to influence your actions at that point yeah, and yeah. make you make a decision. That's fair. That's cool. So it's a more balanced um, version of the Katech. It's also going to be really interesting to see uh, Lockie through that device into the first layer of hell and we don't know what happened after that. I don't know what the, <laughs> the impact will be or anything like that, but it's going to be really interesting to see. Well, that was that, that was um, that was my so my idea. What yeah. my holy holy Mary for Ma for Mira was if it, things were going all shit, I would be I would try and get that. Cause that's why I was trying to get that connection with Tiamat strong as strong as possible, and then I was going to dimension door into hell. There was a potential setup for Descent into Avernus where instead of Asriel, it's Mira. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where it's a fallen, a fallen Mira, where Mira has fallen to Tiamat's power and influence and become a dark avatar of Tiamat. Well, I shouldn't say dark avatar. She's yeah. just embraced her, her position as the avatar of Tiamat and is now this like full dark demonic form, basically. Crazy. Cool. Yeah, cool. That was <laughs> one of the options. That was that was one of the options that could have so, happened. Also, something else. I don't know if I missed it, but so Yerveth is obviously going off to do um, Drake Warden things. Lucky yes. is sort of the emissary for the giants. Mira is leading the guild. I'm like Jin's off going in the Feywilds, um, researching and sort of figuring out what that ominous thing is, sending them back to the guild. Did we actually go over what? Because I know Shana had her dream sequence. What's 
Mm. What was Shana's next steps? So Shana's, Shana's basically staying with the guild for the moment, keeping an eye on Lyra until she gets further instructions from Varys. But I didn't mm. want to okay. share what those further instructions were tonight because they're going to be relevant after yeah. the first couple of sessions of okay. Return of the Giants. Cool, cool. That's cool, that's cool. So I didn't want to go into yeah. too much detail. So so Shana can be doing whatever Shana wants to do during that period of time. So Shana's probably got about two or three weeks before Varys contacts mm. her again and gives her instructions. I think it's about it's probably about two weeks in, t- in the timeline. Yeah. She is absolutely trying to figure out everything that she can about these rumoured other worlds that supposedly exist. Like, Let's she's like, he's Shana... here the whole time! Does Shana want to get access to the Unseen University library and start doing some research there, trying to figure out what she can about planar travel? Yeah. Well, I should absolutely drag Lyra with her because she's like, I'm not leaving you alone. And so she's like, i with this. Yeah. Lyra, Lyra gets bored quickly and makes small fungi grow on the bookshelves. <laughs> That's fair. Do, do, do you have any, do you guys have any like secondary ideas for your characters? Because I've, I've got several things that Lucky wants to do. <laughs> it's do you not for you, so for you. Oh, Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm saying like for your, for your, for your character. One of, one of the things I was thinking is do we discuss these now or do you want to message them to me? And we can discover those things while the next campaign's running. And that way it's a surprise for you guys too. I like that idea. That's a great idea. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pick three things, that three goals that your character has in mind that they want to achieve over the next little bit. And or, or or three things that they want to do, or three things that they might be interested in. Send me send me three things total, okay. and I will weave them into the narrative of the next campaign. <laughs> I think one thing, one, one thing would probably be one. Actually, I'm actually actually tossing this because he's his his whole being alone and having tell a family thing is very very nice closure. But I feel like he hate that. But I still feel like Zara, he would he would like to you'd like to regain because he still doesn't hundred percent know what happens family. I I have an idea about what we could do with that. That's cool. There was I can I can reveal now if you guys had gone to there's something else that just occurred to me if you'd gone to the tomb with Shivers Mm. to investigate the previous Avatar of Tiamat down below in the Hall of the Honored Dead, uh, you would have found the uh, the bones encased in uh, in metal, chromatic metal of the previous avatar of Tiamat, and that would have been a boss fight that you guys would have done as oh, a- wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I, um, I also have, I, I, whatever happened to Arathor, the white dragon? To which one, sorry? Arathor, the, the white dragon, the one that we found in the Arathor. Arathor was Arathor. there. Yeah, sorry. I just, I didn't get a chance to do because oh. so many of the extra characters came to your aid. Oh, um, no, absolutely. When, when you guys got back to Palin and Arathor met up with Elia, Elia kind of spent a bit of time working on Arathor and she wasn't able to fully convince him to side against Tiamat, but she was able to convince him to stay neutral. So he's actually back in Veloxur at this point, um, having renounced his connection to Tiamat. Um, not so much helping, more trying to get cozy um, with Fafnir. Well, that's what I was, yeah. that, I was actually, I literally took my notes to see what his name was. How is Fafnir going? Um, upset, by, by <laughs> upset by all the books. Well, Fafnir, Fafnir is 
Horde was considerably lessened by the cult and partly destroyed as they disintegrated and replaced most of his stuff with illusions. The things they didn't want, they disintegrated to prevent him oh, having access to. Most of the stuff they took was burned up by the spell to bring Tiamat back. So I can reveal now there were there were some sacrifices who were lost. The, the spell to summon Tiamat, because there was a bit of time getting you guys to Palin, there were a number of people who lost their lives, their life force powering the spell, and most of the horde gone, burned up to create Wait, was that, the spell. Was there any notables who died? Uh, yeah. No, no real notables that you guys would know. Right, okay. No. The um, only main NPC that I think, I think officially was uh, Duke, the Duke, like, like yeah, Duke, Duke. Yeah, Duke Never Ember. Duke Never Ember. Yeah, yeah he, he was killed during the explosion. Langdadrosa. Yeah. Um, Langdadrosa is still kicking about. I know some people ask probably ask about Langdadrosa. Um, oh, Langdadrosa yeah. is still, still kicking about. The rumors of his death were greatly exaggerated. Um, okay. Ah. Langdadrosa is still kicking about. He is currently. Uh, probably, probably Langdadrosa would be actually heading his way over to Balmia, um, on the trail of a group of cultists over there trying to um, track them down, um, who were That's... still committed to the original ideals of the uh, Order of the Dragon, which was to raise Dracoliches. Oh yeah. How's uh, uh, old Varum doing? Varum the White. Varum the White. Varum the White's dead. Yeah, he's dead. dead. Oh, oh. Wait, is it Varum the White? Varum the Crazy Dwarf. Yeah. Varum, oh no, sorry, Var- sorry, no, Var- sorry, Varum's okay. I was thinking of Talus, Talus the White. Talus the White was in that oh. chamber and was consumed by the portal. The other dragon mask bearers, you might remember Talus way, way back, um, who stole the white dragon mask to become Talus the White. She. Oh, yeah. She was in that chamber. She was on the far side of the portal. She was one of the first ones to die, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you guys never got to see her. Um, yeah, Varum. Varum's still a bit insane. That that glimpse into the pool to see the alternate futures is not so easily healed. Um, he's in the care of the uh, ambassadors, the, the draconic ambassadors at Palin. Um, probably there'd be attempts to ship him back to Balmia to try and find friends and family who could look after him more permanently. But the the best they could do was heal some of his broken mind. But he's still very much damaged by his glimpsing of every possible future staring into the pool as his sanity was stripped away. <laughs> sad, sad. Well, he, he wasn't mind. even, he wasn't even like, he didn't even stare into the pool. He was like washed into it by this sudden flush of water. Like he was, he drank some of it. He was immersed in it. Like, um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, um, he's cray still, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. Good to know. Yeah, I don't have much else. The red wizards. Because they the never ended up being aside, did they? Well, the red wizards, what happened? Yeah. Because they're usually the, part of the team at um, the Rise of Dragons. Very so much. The, red, the red wizards, the red wizards, once they lost um, Rathmondar, when you guys killed Rathmondar, the red wizards had a meeting to discuss whether or not they wanted to continue their association with the Order of the Dragon or whether their interests were best aligned elsewhere. Because the red wizards of Thay were not that interested in bringing Tiamat back. They were more interested in accessing, because the Red Wizards are necromancers as well. They were more interested in understanding the cult's original plan to bring back Dracoliches. They were more interested in the necromancy side, seeing if the cults had any necromantic magic they didn't have, and trying to take all the forbidden knowledge that Tiamat might have granted them if it helped further their goal. When they realized that Tiamat was probably playing the cult of the dragon and that the cult were probably close to bringing her through, 
they ended up cutting ties with her. A, uh, a certain organization known as the Black Hand also assassinated, oh. also assassinated one of the arch wizards of the Red Thay, one of the ones who was very much a, a big approver of the nice. partnership, leaving leaving another arch, uh, one of the other arch mages who was against their partnership um, to take control of the the council and basically pull the red wizards out of their association with the cult of the dragon with the order of the dragon um you can thank varus for that one that was one of the assassinations he directed damn well because lyra and shana made such a big deal about how much they hated the red wizards so varus was like okay i'll deal with that i'll 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 deal with that for you and so essentially yeah went and went and organized for the black hand to assassinate he's a bro what a rogue. <laughs> this is a really yeah. random. This is really. Oh, sorry, Michael, you go. That's right. Well, what about the floating city? When we crashed. No, the, uh, uh, not the hovering city, the, 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 um, the, the, the sea, the... the floating city on the ocean. Oh, um, Drifthaven. Drifthaven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, they had a. Didn't they have a giant portal? Oh, no. I can't, I can't tell you about Drifthaven because that is very pertinent to the next campaign. Oh, oh. Uh, I, but I remember, remember what that about. Okay, okay. Yeah. Elaborate. That that is extremely pertinent to the return of the giants. I cannot discuss it with you. Oh, yep, right. nice. That's, that's cool. fair. Major, that's fair. major yep. story spoilers for the uh, the second act of Return of the Giants. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yep, yep, yep. Matt, yeah. as the player, has just just real implications there. Are, 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 so that's 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 interesting. Are there any other questions that we need to answer? Any audience questions? Uh, if there are audience questions, chuck them in the YouTube comments. I'll answer them uh, when I see them. Otherwise, if it's on stream, just chuck them in chat, and I'll answer. Do you, them I actually do. I have another question. Yeah, we had, a, had an option at one point to go to n- n- the Nero Forest. Mm. What to where? Sorry, I've got it here as here as the Nero Vein. The Nerevane Forest, yeah. So that would have yeah. been over towards the northeast of where you guys are. Um, you'd be heading up north of Balmia to a section of woodland across the isles up there. There's this sort of northern section, very much like the the tundra and the Arctic forests up in the north okay. of uh, of the Swedish Lapland. Um, yeah, if you if you'd gone hunting dragon masks, there was a cultist up there. One of the cultists bearing, I think, the black mask was up there for a little bit. Okay, cool. So that was one of the options that you could go explore to try and track down the masks. But instead, I think you guys went after the white. No, you went after the blue mask, which was a good one. That's right. Yeah, I wanted to give you guys options for where you wanted to go. So at at one point, you could have gone after four of the five masks, not knowing where Severin was as he had the red mask. There were uh, little hooks for you to go after any one of the masks. I wanted to make it so that it was kind of like a choose-your-own-destination. Could we have gone after all of them, or was yes. the time frame for that too long? If if you had gone after all of them, um, and you'd and you'd been lucky and really, you would have had to have been lucky with knowledge and the timing. You would have had to get the timing really right. But there was there was a timeline, a way where you could have gotten maybe not all four, but at least three of the other masks. So if you hadn't gone after Varum, if you hadn't gone to Diodorus's tomb, hadn't gone to the forest because the mask was never there he went there to try and locate it if you'd instead gone back to talus and back to her hunting lodge she actually had it by that point (laughs) so but but it was very hard for you to know that if you had then gone straight up to the arctic um to the to the tundra up to neuron vein you probably could have intercepted the black dragon mask there 
and then heading back down towards Chiari. That would have set you probably two weeks ahead of where you were. You might have just been able to intercept the green dragon mask while it was there. Mm. Because you went to jungle, you found Yerva, Yerva, and... Exactly, the and, the Drake Wardens, yeah. and the Drake Wardens are now resurrected. And that's how Shana came to be as well. Otherwise, it's yeah, still been Lyra. That's right. Yeah. Thanks, daughters, for Shauna. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a whole other other what if. That would have been a very interesting way the game Wait, the whole the whole game, I wouldn't game have, could have gone on. Yeah, it would have been a completely different character. It would have yeah, been, it would have been yeah. That, yeah. that would have been someone completely different, different. It's, it's fitting that the character art right now is Varus just going like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As he stares out across the, the group. I think you're right. I think I think we're all we've all we've all been in the chat going favorite NPC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Var- Varus was the favorite NPC. I, yeah. I look, I do love Varus. I think Varus is um, is a lot of fun to play. Definitely for me, he's a lot of fun because I can be almost a little bit like metagamey with him as a DM yeah. and like be kind of a bit. Um, I don't know. Var- Varus just strikes me as someone who kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit, not deliberately, but like a little bit anyway, because mm-hmm. he's kind of this cosmic player who has this view of all the different worlds and things that are happening that you guys can't even begin to see. And, and this, there's this sense that he's kind of playing this very long game with all of the yeah. people that he interacts with. That's, that's the feeling, feeling I get as well. Like, yeah. I, think, I think we were saying in the chat before, before it's like you, you can never, never have to trust him. No. Yeah. You, you can 100% trust Varus to have his own agenda in mind yeah. and plans within plans within plans to make that happen. Yeah. Like this, yeah. this whole presentation, I'm happy to for this, this whole presentation to Shana of him a bit hurt at the end. I mean, yeah, Tiamat, Tiamat did a bit of damage to him, but he now has Shana committing to him forever. Yeah. Like yeah. Shana just basically was like, and he even, he even like gave her a little out pretending as if like he'd ever let her go. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. If you want to end the contract now, you totally can. And she's like, no, I think we should stick working together. And he's just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> there was a there was a line that there was there was a line that I said during the uh, the TMM at that fight. He said like the consequences of that power power up was catastrophic. And we still don't know what, what that actually means. Yeah, that's that's, that's interesting. Mm. That was a carefully worded manipulation to make Shana believe that there was no other way and that this was the only thing that she could do, and to try and make the consequence seem almost as bad to make it more believable. That drawing oh. upon his power was the best option she had. Oh, fuck's sake. He was hook, line, <laughs> and sinker because she had just come out of that Ooh. previous dream sequence where it's like, oh, yes, everything exploding, that's all your fault. Yeah, problems. that's true. Yes. You did have that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and Varys took, up, took, up, took advantage of that too, being able to kind of present himself as a bit more of a sympathetic figure. Um, I, look, I, I, I realize as I say this, it kind of makes Varys sound like he's this incredibly malevolent entity. He's not. He's not malevolent. He's also not benevolent. I want to make that clear as well. Like he's his goals are not to um, help everyone around him. Yeah, he's a manipulator. Varys, Varys has one goal, and he will do anything to further that. Sacrifice anyone. Tell any lie yeah. he needs to tell to make that happen. Um, and he has had he's had opportunities to further that goal during this campaign that he has taken advantage of every step of the way, mm. and he will do so in future campaigns as well. <laughs> so, like talking on Varus now, and like yeah. how you've described him, it doesn't sound like him and Jin probably are done either. Then, who knows? I mean, Jin 
Jin kind of did sever the connection with him, and and really Varys kind of got what he needed out of you, which was right. he got the he got the, the dracorn. dracorn. Like mm. you, after that, your usefulness to him was more convenience than anything else. But now yeah. he has someone who's just committed to him forever, a very powerful spellcaster, <laughs> unique among her among her kind for her level of spellcasting who's just been like yeah i think we should keep this party going like i'll work with you forever varus yeah. <laughs> it's just like okay <laughs> right he also came on board with her like yep you know get like get planet b like she's like planet Sweet. B. varus Var- as i said varus will do anything to further his goal if that means helping shana in her goals and agreeing with shana he'll do it and that's the thing right like helping you guys helped him stopping team getting yeah. through helped him further his goal so he was more than willing to help you guys stop team as long as what you guys want aligns with his goals, he's going to be the most helpful NPC you can encounter. He's a good person to have in your corner. The second what you want goes against what he wants, that's when things get a bit tricky. Yeah. 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 Well. That's why Loki just did not have time for him. Yeah. What about when he offers the chance to make a spacecraft? That's the thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that's it. Loki has the giants. Varys learnt long ago that a carrot is a much more effective motivator than a stick. Yeah, that's true. Loki has the giants. And, and, and the giants effectively have a spacecraft. They've been living in it for however long. Yeah, so, big one, big one. Yeah. 20 years. 20 years in their yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we're not going to... This is not the last we'll see of Severin either. Mm, Severin no. will be bad. Severin, Severin's not going anywhere. But he's, but um, I don't know if you, if you can if you can say this one, but he's he, he's not committed to Tiamat anymore, though, is he? Is he still on the Tiamat bandwagon? Or is he, like, she tried to kill him. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, 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 he like existential crisis. I think. I'll tell I'll tell you I'll tell you for free. I'm happy to share this. Severin is no longer invested in bringing Tiamat back from Avernus. Yeah, yeah, he's still evil. He's still evil. He has another in mind now. And when um, there's Vegas, like, because you just revealed, her. you just revealed that Talos the White was one of the yeah, one of the mages. So that means that one, that mage that saved Severin is not just some slouch. That's that's like one a of the pretty, mask wearers. It's a decent figure. That's a pretty prominent. Yeah, one, so of, the, they, one yeah. of the bearers of the mask. Them two together, that's that could be pretty terrible. That's, that's actually. actually a very very interesting. Yeah, yeah. They're so, now the only surviving leadership of the cult. Hmm. What does that mean? Yeah, like, so question marks. Like, no, they're they are going to search for another another scheme. Scheme. Well, maybe they'll turn the good side and just retire to a happy little cottage in the forest. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to tell you for free, Matt. That's not what they're doing. I probably would if I'd been shot twice with an arrow. Arrow, and my my very existence was just like, oh, like absolutely validated. Severin probably absolutely hates the other's guts. Oh yeah, he's coming for you. Oh yeah, he's absolutely coming. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, oh you can try. I'm gonna get some bulk of those dra- dragon arrows in from the element. He no longer, he no longer has the connection to the draconic essence with Tiamat uh, gone. Well, okay. oh. he's gonna hate the dragon, dragon, dragon wardens even more they have what he wanted the power oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, oh, well, for, pod- too. for podcast <laughs> listeners I'm nodding furiously as Claire says this <laughs> <laughs> yes very well deduced Claire oh, shit. well wow. we, we have gone 
Nemesis, yeah, exactly. We have gone <laughs> a fair bit over time. I think that's oh a good place God. to wrap up our um, wrap up our epilogue session. That is, this is this is the final episode of Tyranny of Dragons. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. It has been an absolute pleasure. It's been a wild ride getting here. When we started this in the middle of COVID lockdown, two years ago almost now, just under, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I ever imagined it would be as big as it is now. I never imagined that we would genuinely genuinely be looking at achieving YouTube partner within the next like six to seven months. Um, I never imagined that we'd have thousands of listeners from all over the world. Um, mm. Thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I hope you've enjoyed this journey coming along with this, coming along with us for this journey. Um, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, oh, and we're getting raided right as we say our goodbyes on the final, oh. final episode of Tyranny of Dragons. Oh. That's it's impeccable timing, um, impeccable timing. Uh, the Crit and Miss group. We're, we're literally just wrapping up episode oh, 105 no. which is our final Wrapping episode of tyranny dragons campaign. the entire campaign we've just done an epilogue session for the characters and set up i hope very nicely set up the next campaign uh which is a completely homebrew campaign um and original story return of the giants um no thank you thank you so much guys for coming in that's perfect it's hilarious <laughs> timing um no so thank you everybody who's been joining us for this journey it's been an incredible journey um I hope that uh, if you've enjoyed this, you've also checked out our Curse of Stride campaign, which has just started, and our Avatar Legends campaign, which has been going on for a while now. Um, But yeah, don't worry. All of the lovely cast members who sit here before you today will be rejoining me for our brand new campaign, Return of the Giants, which uh, is very aptly named after the conclusion of this episode. So I hope that you'll rejoin us in a couple of weeks for the first episode of Return of the Giants. I'll be posting character art and the sheets as we come up with them uh finished all the character art for all the characters already we're all ready to go so the character art i'll be dropping on uh twitter and on the uh, art station as well so you're welcome to the character art it'll also be joining me on the uh, side splash screen here in future uh, campaigns as well and um our first session will be an adapted session zero where we actually create a lot of the characters backstories and um goals together we're going to do it as a, as a narrative a narrative session zero because it worked so well with curse of stride and i've mm-hmm. taken and adapted a little bit so it's going to be a full narrative uh, session zero and, and in in role play session zero which i've now i think i've now got pretty perfected so thank you so much for joining us everybody stay safe stay well and for the last time from the tyranny of dragons campaign have a lovely evening see you guys again soon goodbye everybody bye, bye everyone bye. Bye. Thank you. Very-